Same flow. It's Woody and Frothies, everyone. We're back. After a six-week hiatus, we're back. Uh, because lots of shit's gone down and we figured we may as well have a beer and uh, and shoot some of said shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, Barney and Daggy with you as, as usual throughout the season. Uh, and one of our original members, Trev Smith, come back to join us for a cameo appearance in the off-season. Trevor, how's life, mate? Uh, life is amazing. Yeah? What have you been up to lately? Uh, what, where can I begin? Uh, university, work, and uh, some coaching. Beautiful. Where are you coaching at the moment? Give them a quick plug. Yeah, so uh, Virtus High Performance Rugby League Academy. Uh, we're all around Sydney, New South Wales. Yeah, doing well. Beautiful. And um, attached to the Manly Club at the moment. You allowed to talk about that or not? Oh, yeah, and more so just uh, helping out there over at the Seagulls as well. Yeah, with their junior female pathway program. Okay, beautiful. And how's off season, Oliver? I'll tell you how off season's been. It's been pretty oozy, one may say. I'm oh. feeling oozy. I'm refreshed. I've had a bit of a break. Now we're back into it. So I'm oozy. I'm I'm getting ready for tonight. All right. All the amazing topics that we're going to be talking about and. You listeners, or if you're viewing on YouTube, should be very excited as well for everything we're going to cover, especially if your team signed some certain players over the off-season or have had certain things go on. Exciting. Mm. And David. Presenting to camera and everything, Oliver. Wow. Presenting <laughs> to camera. <laughs> <laughs> he's only fans. He presents well to camera there as well. Well, it's quite pricey, so not everyone <laughs> will afford it, but... Yeah. yeah, mate, been pretty quiet back into the, the, the family life and just um, I've actually removed myself from rugby league a fair bit over the last six weeks. Um, the, the pages and pages and notes and hours and hours of going over over game after game sort of gets to, you know, gets a, gets to you after a little while. But absolutely loved it, I've the, especially the final series for the World Cups was fantastic, which obviously we'll talk about. And, um, yeah, there, there's been some exciting uh, signings and some uh, some teams have changed their structure a fair bit in the last couple of weeks, which we'll get to. But yeah, how about yourself, for some. mate? Yeah, good. I've only, only obviously because for some reason the Telegraph has a sick obsession with the West Tigers that I followed it. <laughs> I followed all the happenings there fairly closely, but I um, enjoyed the freshener. Enjoyed the extra time with the kids, or extra time not having to talk at the pub, just staring lost into space most of the time. I'm down here now. And then you and, dragged um, us back in. And I said, no, I've had enough of this. You, you dragged <laughs> us back in to this <laughs> need to get everyone back. This cesspool. Cesspool that we, uh, we, we frequent. But uh, we're back. We're going to touch on a few of those things. Um, and just quickly, David Bradman, you, you're on fire at the moment with the stick. <laughs> Top score ever. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good way to get off the mark with a French cut that almost took leg stump out. <laughs> yeah, it was good to hit a, hit a few runs for a, for a change. Um Generally known for being a better bowler, but these days the, the roles have switched. By yeah, the I think you're a batsman. Claim to be a batsman. Anyway, I, I run around and do stuff. But I'm not sure I can claim to be either, really. But yeah, <laughs> it was, was a good uh, weekend. It was a privilege to watch that. So we're well done. And there were some yeah. nice sweeps and drives. Yeah, and yeah. yeah it, was, it was decent. Plenty of uh, gentle half uh, waist high full tosses that he dispatched. So nice. Only as good as a bowling. Sixty your face. odd off about fifty balls. It was a good day. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Who cares about cricket? It stinks. 
Let's talk some footy. So the uh, World Cup's in the books, boys. We don't. We probably won't have to have a necessarily, necessarily a full review of anything. Um, we obviously avoided that throughout the tournament and um, all got enjoyed our sleep, more or less. But uh, what did you make of the tournament itself? And uh, or quickly, thoughts on the tournament itself? Samoa's rise to potentially Tier 1 and uh, and the performance of the Aussies, Ollie. Well, just on the whole Tier thing, now I'm not certain. I think Trev might actually know maybe a bit more than myself, but I believe the Tier system's actually based around like a lot of being able to actually develop players within your own nation, like from the nation itself, I believe, that goes into it. So uh, at least what I've been led to believe, from, sort of from what I've seen, I don't know the exact stipulations, but it's a little bit more than just if a Tier 2 nation does well in the tournament and makes the final. We've, let's be honest, a lot of guys who were born in Australia and raised in Australia, I yeah. think it's a little that bit more sense. than more than know. that. Trev, so I'm Trev's not, I'm not sure. Uh, like that's the thing. So, clue, so I'll hand over to Trev, but it, it, am I sort of on the, sa- the right <laughs> yeah, wavelength here? Like like it, it's, it's not just yeah, it's on not the just, field. Yeah, no, that's right. It's yeah. not just about what happens on the field. So the competition within their country or island, in this case, has to be at a certain level, like in you know, professional, or so is like okay. a standard, their standard B of a Super League or an NRL uh, standard per se. Yeah. And that, so, and that's what they have to do to qualify as a tier one nation. So it's not just about what the national team does, because no, no disrespect to the small team, like yeah. good on them, what they've done was amazing, but it's just like a Harmony Cup side that yeah. plays, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It was more of a heritage team than a national well, team. Well, just probably PNG is a better. Yeah, PNG is more Well, they they have a competition. They, yeah, they, right. that's right. that's the the Digicel Cup is that what yeah, it's called? Yeah, right, yeah. Like, yeah. Like their competition's pretty good, and that like good tough. Um, like obviously it's not a tier one uh, nation, uh, Papua New Guinea. It's probably just more so because of how the administration side of it's done over there, um, without actually knowing the facts. But uh, overall, um, rugby league's their national sport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is Dan Dan Payne still involved there? Was it? He was a secretary of it at one stage. Oh, I think he was he was doing stuff with NRL Asia. I mean, Cook Island, oh, NRL Asia, yeah. yeah. Yeah, NRL Asia, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I might think the wrong well, one. I don't know if he's still there or not, but did, yeah. Did you have any takeaways from, from the World Cup or did you get to see much of it? Yeah, I, no, I got to see quite a bit of it, actually. Um, overall, the World Cup as a spectacle, oh, I thought it was amazing to have the wheelchair, rugby league, the female rugby league, and obviously the men's all come as one. And then you also had the festivals of World Cup, so which had the physical disability rugby league, and, yeah. and that as well. Uh, I know quite a few people were upset that the physical disability rugby league uh, national team from England because they won it uh, didn't get recognition on the final. But again, uh, it was part of the festival, not part of. That was when Adam Hill played in for Australia. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So again, I'm not taking anything away from England and the people, but just understanding that it was part of the festivals of World Cup, not part of the. World yeah. Cup itself. Was that played in England as well? Yeah, it was, yeah. Okay. It was uh, mainly played in Warrington. Yeah. Shoot out, Adam Hills. I wonder if you'd come on the show. Seems like a Shoot nice home. bloke. Yeah, I've, seen, I've seen clips from his shows. I reckon he funny, would. Yeah. Funny yeah. bloke. I, I might uh, reach out. He's, um, he, did a, he did a really good doco about... Um, he did. It was the, a fantastic documentary. It was. Yeah, the, yeah I've seen that. Uh, fantastic. It. Uh, anyway. It's he, he's had a little bit to do with South Sydney's PDRL system as well, hasn't he? Since he came back, yeah. Because originally he was... When it first came to fruitation for him, he was over in the UK. So, yeah. And yeah. then he got uh, going in Warrington. And Barn, what did you see of it? And uh, 
yeah, immediate takeaways from, from the tournament. Um, just going back to the tier one, was Tonga ever a tier one nation? No, no I think it was only ever UK, Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> so it was just the choice made by the players that didn't want to... Um, That's right. Yeah, that yeah. chose against Origin to play yeah. for Tonga. Yeah, okay. I would take it New Zealand's tier one status stems from the Warriors because... To, there's yeah, no, yeah, com- there's no competition there that I know if that's on a level of the Super League. I'd say there'd be a, 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 a structure enough, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, the Auckland Rugby League, like, it's a pretty um, big competition. Pretty, okay. pretty Yeah, they do strong. have a decent competition. And it's going to obviously be and very plus, hard and, for and plus the... also their junior reps come through our junior yeah. rep system as well, so... It will be, be very hard for tied the, to the, Australian system, the yeah. smaller islands to be able to, um, you know, set up a competition where they're going to reach the structure of a Tier 1 nation, but... Yeah. I think they'll revisit that criteria, yeah, especially they as they to. get stronger and stronger through. Because yeah, one one thing like I, I made a note of after the World Cup final was obviously the game needs to grow more in the Pacific within those nations, but if you can't get every nation up to that level, why don't we try to have a competition that covers the Pacific where each nation mm. can have, a say, two club sides? That you could have a Pacific a cup or something. Yeah. You could, yeah. But anyway, that's, but that's that comes back to funding and where, where who's going to pay for yeah, it. That's right. You know, yeah, that's right. That's the NRL. And you can't rely on the NRL. Yeah, the NRL can't. IRB couldn't give a shit. And um, IRL, whatever it's called. But realistically, and, um, the NRL is the only people that could do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the International Rugby League's not going to do it. Um, English Rugby League, <laughs> they've got enough troubles on their own <laughs> to be able to fund their own um, competition that's going around. So, um, I, don't, I don't mean to sound. A I don't mean this in a bad way at all, but I think the fact that NRLW exists probably takes away from it. I think if they're looking for TV content and didn't have the female game, which I'm all for, they would probably look for additional content and you could throw money into that. But uh, And that's not a knock on NRL. I'm just saying that's no, why no, that's, the, that's their – it wouldn't be a loss later, it would be the word. That's where they're pouring money into yeah, it's absolutely fantastic from Samoa. Obviously, tiny little nation there that's got all the way to the World Cup and the Rugby League. Um I thought one of the better games of the whole competition was obviously Tonga and Samoa game. That yep. was a fantastic match. Um, and probably the Australian-New Zealand semi-final as well was probably one of the better games of the tournament. Um, well, in that game, <laughs> did Australia get a little bit lucky? Like, Realistically, New yeah. Zealand were pretty much matching them every yeah. step of the New way New Zealand there. probably should have been about 18 in the front at halftime and then they mm. probably go on with the game. But um, there was a couple of crucial um, clutch plays, realistically. Yep. It, it always comes back to the halves and um, your ball-playing back rowers that seem to win matches for different teams. And that's where it, was, where it basically came back to for New Zealand in that game. Um, yeah. Like to, to be honest, I, I feel the whole tournament, the Aussies didn't get out of second gear. Nah. You can tell by the structure. They nah. weren't playing razzle-dazzle. No, nah. yeah. not at all. Their no, they, best yeah. game easily was the final. Yeah. Easily. Mm. Like, they looked like a different side in the final to the rest of the tournament. And they were still nowhere but near 100%. No, no, they honest. weren't. But, like, but you know, I'm going to be honest. That, that, that's, you, the coach has to take the rap for that because he didn't have the balls from the start to say clear he's a halfback. They've, um, if they just Might come in and go, and this is our top 17, we're going to work on we're this. We're not playing you two games. You sit down there, mate, and you can yeah. – yeah, like, yeah. they would have had much better coherence. And that's – that. he's got – when a team's 20 points better than the rest of the world, well, he doesn't have to, but it's – like, to oh, be honest, like, I thought Munster was more happy playing with Cleary than what he was Dale Cherry Evans. Yeah. yeah, no, fair cool. I didn't see a lot of the early games. I thought Dale looked fine in the games I saw. but And there was um, a lot of flack thrown at Cleary as well. But realistically, to me, it looked as if he was happy to play a backseat role mm. to Munster. Yeah. He let Munster basically control the majority of the, um, the running ball and uh, the short ball playing. And he sat back and he kicked. And when they needed to pass long, he, he injected himself in and hit the edges. But... 
Munster basically controlled the two, the the third, that middle third of the field, and whatever yeah. happened in and around the the back rowers and stuff, it was basically Munster that was running the show. There was actually a very good article I read. Um, Andrew Webster, who we rap all the time, does a good job. Webby, um, oh, brilliant Webster, yeah. about how Nathan Cleary's never he's never going to be Thurston or Johns or no, never. Nathan Cleary is the modern age Cooper Cron. He's a technician and a bloke that you know uses his brains. For Penrith, he will be. Yeah, but he's, mm. and he's a he's got a big enough body. And it's better that level he can. Whereas he's at that at the higher level, he's never going to be the X factor. He's going to be the the. He's going to steer the ship. The, steer, the yeah, the general yeah, or the absolutely. or the uh, whoever steers a boat. I can't remember the name. Bloody word now. Captain. 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 Let's say the captain. <laughs> captain. But um, oh, captain. And, and you rely, and that's where you rely on your monsters and latrells and yeah. teddies and everything else. I was probably um, a little bit disappointed in England, to be honest. Um, to me, it looked like they started with their best football in the first two or three games that they played, and um, towards the back end of the tournament, I, they seemed to actually lose a bit of cohesion. They didn't seem to be playing nowhere near as well as what they were in the first two or three games of the um, of the competition, and um, the way that they, I, I thought they got pretty well dominated by Samoa in that. Um, mm. well, the, yeah. they, they probably the saved their worst finals, performance so. for that game because Ju- they were very clunky, and, and the coach said as much. It yeah. was quite scathing. During well, their forwards got bashed. Yeah, yeah. well, dur- the during game. the group, the group stage at least, and I know they're versing lesser nations and that, but at the end of the day, you got to verse what's in front of you. Yeah, yeah, of their forward pack looked the most imp- imposing of yeah, any for- forward pack yeah. in the tournament. So. And they got yeah dominated in that semi final, but uh, I think overall it would seem like a brilliant atmosphere over there. It seemed like it was coming through the television that yeah. it just seemed like a really yeah. upbeat um, you know tournament. But um, everybody while, seemed while to we, be having a real good time over while there. While so. we're talking about the men, how about the Jillaroos? Oh, no, they're so <laughs> far well, away above yeah. everyone oh, man, else. That, but yeah. like that game, like I know I'm going to cop some slacky. I'm not going to say New Zealand play bad. Everything that the Jillaroos that they just, just stuck. Yeah, but they, uh, didn't they play him a couple two of games? And they just beat him. And they just beat him. They just beat him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, just Incredible. beat him by two points uh, two weeks or three weeks beforehand, and, and then go out and put fifty on him. Like, uh, just to backtrack on it, how good? How good? Are you excited for NRLW? Oh. You're, you're involved more directly now. Are you excited for NRLW next year? Now it's expanding. Yeah, for uh, sure. Tig- Tigers, Titans, and well, Titans are in Cowboys. Cowboys, Cowboys. It, it, Tigers, Sharks, and oh, Sharks, Cowboys. Cowboys, Cowboys, and Raiders. Raiders. Four yeah. new teams. Yeah. 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 Okay. Can I, can only help the competition. Obviously, oh, we've man, spoken before about the length of the competition. Um, and and the pathway is getting really strong as well. Throwing in an extra yeah. three games, uh, exposure of more talent. Um, Expo- for ten years down the track, the key is exposure because you have girls watching. Five years watching will get the. Pools get bigger than. I wouldn't be surprised in five years if every NRL team has a, has a NRL. It really should be the mandate. Yeah, really. Five years from now to have a full sixteen team, even if they do only play the once, those seventeen teams, and they only play well, the once. Once you've got that, yeah. And then, but yeah, oh, it's just going from strength to strength. And the amount of money that's probably going to be in there within, yeah. Like what, what as I'm you said, ten years from now, they. They'd be making really good money. It it can be a career pathway. My, for my thing, like, what, what, I'm he- what I'm hearing, um, I, I think the NRLW salary cap is going to be jumping up. I think to close to two million dollars. Well, then they they recently the the actual draw got postponed because um, the RLPA on behalf of the NRLW put out a statement, and there was actually and the salary cap was one of them. There are a fair few things that the players didn't actually know about, like, exact 
salary. They still no the salary. Yeah, yeah, so oh, all all no salary. What, the, what, the, what the issue is with the women's is that they don't have their own um, CBA, and that's yeah. what they want. Yeah, which yeah. is I think is well, it's a completely enough. different competition. Com- completely yeah, different. Of course, so they, they need to have their own. Yeah. And I, they I really should have their own board because it's you're dealing yeah. at a different level. You can't expect yeah. Newton to try and get a ten million dollar account. Yeah. No, but try and so. and at the same time, what, as I said, I'm all for it. But at the same time, it's got to be in line with the commercial value of the game. Mm. But if they grow, I think it is. My, my take on women yeah. on yeah. these women's comps: WBBL, W, uh, AFLW, blah 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 blah. Is the the ones that want equality? If if you can sustain that, then all, I'm all for it. All for and, it. Yeah, and I 100%. think the, the most likely one is. The NRL. NRL. NRLW is probably going to be, the, my personal opinion, the NRLW is going to be the most successful women. Oh, easy. easy 100% it, in, in this country. Yeah. Oh, in this country. It'll be in the, I could say 10 years from now, it'll be the number two they've got a comp, sport They've already got the a comp, comp yeah. in England like, that's been going as well. Yeah. Like, Obviously, you'll have the EPL, the, the female Women's EPL. Super League, yeah. WNBA. That's not That's not huge, I don't it's think. Gonna well, be colleges. College, yeah. Okay. It'll be up there It'll in the top be, yeah. couple of sports for females in the world. At the end of the day, all sport is now um, TV rights-based, so it'll be yeah, what they can get, whether they can get free-to-wear, whether how much is too much. Like I for, think, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, you've got to get, you've, you're going to soon have to get eight, nine games of footy plus pro by them yeah. in somewhere. So Aye. who's realistically, who wants to watch them? At, and, you know, people will, but who's, who wants to get up and watch them at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday <laughs> I, and stuff? Like, yeah. And you've got a full day of footy. And I think what's helped the WNRL as well is, they did NRLW, what mate. They, NRLW, the, the Women's National Rugby League yeah. competition. What they have done, well, what they haven't done really, what the AFLW, I think, did do, which sort of cost them a little bit, is that they didn't jump the gun too early on expansion sides because I think the AFLW did it to the extent where it actually it diluted the well, talent pool. That, 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 that where the NRLW... What was the semi-final? 16-4 or something, like, honestly. And I'm getting... They're trying to get tennis players and netball yeah. players. Yeah. Whereas I think yeah. with the NRLW, they've what Quite they've actually done pathway. is they've actually sort of stepped back and they've allowed the expansion to sort of grow with the the talent pool growing as well. And they always the, they always had a head start as well, considering you look at Oztag, how many females yeah, are playing Oztag. Touch footy. Touch footy. Um, rugby union as well. Has been, there's mm-hmm. been a, um, a decent uh, sort of club rugby scene for females for quite a while yeah. as well. So... That's they it. obviously have a lot, um, a lot better grounding to be able to put players in that already have the skills that trans will translate really well from touch football and union across the rugby leagues. So. Yeah, that's right. And how about the England and France in the wheelchair? Did you guys get to see? No, <laughs> I didn't actually see it. I heard. Well, it was I, I saw as well, but I saw, I saw as well that, that at one point was it on Twitter the number one most trending thing in the world uh, was wheelchair, wheelchair rugby league that because was. people were watching these highlights of these blo- oh, like yeah. people in wheelchairs <laughs> just like clattering into mate, each other and they're like what well, is this guys, my, most people don't realize this but i, I used to play wheelchair rugby league right. and, I, and i played in the first uh premiership team that won the new south Wales state title wow yeah, good. yeah so it's an awesome sport yeah. i recommend it for everyone oh mate um Vossi on SEN hasn't stopped talking about it since he got back a couple of days ago. <laughs> oh, man, How good Vossi been during the World the, Cup as well? Even on socials, he had the time of his oh, life. Yeah. Yeah. He reckons it's one of the best things he's ever yeah. seen. Apparently, America's showing massive interest. The American ba- wheelchair basketball team have yeah, basically yeah. all come across and said, you know, we want to get involved yeah, in this. Well, so. well, one of my mates uh, actually got the wheelchair American team gone, mate, and I was really happy to see them win their first game on their debut. So Wow. Like it was pretty good, but um, yeah, I reckon that's another game that's probably gonna 
uh, boom. Like, obviously not to the heights of uh, the mainstream sports, but for people in wheelchairs and that's going to go... You might have to go and find that final and watch it. Because I did watch a couple bits and pieces of different games during the tournament and it was fantastic to watch. I, I saw they got over, over 4,000 people to the final as well. Yeah, like it, was a, it was a record. Like, the, yeah. the stadium where they had it in Manchester only holds 5,000. Yeah, wow. So... So overall, I guess it's a, a massive thumbs up for the whole yeah. top to bottom. Crying uh, out for it. You can just tell, well, you cut, know, obviously the rugby league community's been waiting yeah. for, what, two, two and a half years now for this yeah. to happen. And yeah, and it was, and, and ultimately party. it was good to see England put in such a strong performance right way through mm-hmm. and not only give the host hope, no, but no also, was expecting but also get, I think from the start everyone almost treated them as a laughing stock yeah. thinking they're that far below, but there's quality in that team. There's oh, pace oh, and there's talent and there's, there's Plenty, plenty of upside of that team. Couple that might be ending up at a, a certain club in Western Sydney, which might be why you're um, hyping them up a little bit. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Anyway, <laughs> having said all that, and having just uh, taught Oliver how video cameras work. So hold on, hold on. No, if you're going to bring that up, you said the grey button at the back. Only fans will be on top. Of there this. is a grey button at the back, and then there's one to the side. Okay, it's also to the back. But you think if you're going to talk about the grey button to the side, you say the one to the side. I don't know because there's a. Very button-looking grey-coloured thing at the back there. No, no but I, but it's good to see that you can notice it as well because. Um, anyway, back to oh, rugby shit. league. I'm a pen as Daggy loses the pen. All right. Um, oh, my next point was going to be any players uh, whose stocks went up over the course of the World Cup that come to mind, Barn. Oh, he's got Jeez, a comprehensive a list question. of notes. Um, For Noah Brown. Yeah. I believe he got signed because of how well he played. Well, I, I was confused about it because I thought he actually just signed an extension with the Tigers, but apparently he hasn't. So he's now at the Bulldogs. But he was very good. Yeah. Tom Young's probably Elab- going to Elaborate out. on that a bit on New Brown. He's played hooker for Samoa. Yeah, I, I, know, I just know that he had a good World Cup and mm. got rewarded for his efforts. Dom, Dom Young, someone who came over two years ago now, I think. We for Noah Brown had a pretty good um, back end of the year last year too for the Tigers when they did throw him in there. He played a bit of 13. Brown, yeah. yeah. Brown, sorry. Played a bit of 13 and a bit of nine. And, um, yeah, definitely improved his utility value. But, um, yeah, Dom Young, I thought, was just probably the standout. Um, I love Dom Young. <laughs> his next contract's probably got another zero behind it mm. <laughs> or, or, or another number in front. Right. But I'm that hearing... number at the front's gone up by one yeah. at least. Um he was fantastic. Uh, you saw it at Newcastle this year. Obviously, the, his first year was a bit touch and go. Um, he had a few problems with his hands, but he always showed that he was he's pacey and had decent footwork. But um, yeah, the back end of the year for Newcastle, and he's he's an absolute gun in the air. Uh, big boy, <laughs> you know, he's got he's got plenty of size about him and pace as well, which is you know, everything you want out of a winger. And um, if he can continue. Jumping over the top of people and scoring tries for fun, then he's going to have a pretty good career, I would imagine. Well, mate, I first saw Dom Young play academy in Huddersfield. Uh, yeah, right. This is like four years ago now, and he was centre back then. Right. And he was just like killing it. And I said back then, yeah, he can get, make the NRL. When I came back to Australia, I spoke to a few clubs that I was involved with at the time. They weren't interested, but now they've got pie on their face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though I think the first year he came out, he, and he was only he's 18 at the time. Yeah. He, yeah. Showed flashes. He looked, not, he looked not, good not in the first 20, trials yeah. and in, yeah, didn't show yeah. up, but he's obviously grown a leg now. So, Well, a certain uh, top 10 player, not only in the NRL now, top 10 <laughs> player in the world, actually the best player in the world because he won the Golden Boot, 
Joey Manu, and it's purely because, well, he could have been getting a contract extension if he'd uh, signed that big money deal from the Warriors originally, but he, he stayed true to the Roosters, and I think now, honestly, if he sticks it out, he's going to find himself a, a contract as a, a fullback or a 5'8 there, so he might be bringing in the big bucks. But next contract, he has to be getting an upgrade somewhere, even if it is at the Roosters, then they do play him as a centre because he's that good. I yeah, think he's going to... playing fullback at the Roosters <laughs> any time the, up, the, the upgrade he'll get, his contract money will stay the same, but he'll get an upgrade in his third-party payments. His paper bags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was fantastic. Four um, cars to drive yeah, golden around. boot winner. Uh, according to Buzz's article today, the second best player in NRL now. So Oh, so he, he went back and listened to our show, what was it, two years ago, <laughs> yeah. where I said he was a top ten player and he's topped me. There oh, you go, Buzz. the Oracle strikes again. George Williams is fantastic. Uh, big body, fast, uh, can defend, can break tackles, pinpoint kicking game at his best. And uh, oh, it's borne out in the fact that apparently a bunch of NRL teams are, are chasing him. I'm hoping one in particular gets him, but we'll see how that pans out. Warrington put out a some statement today saying they're not um they're not letting him go for two years, but we can always trade. They can have one of ours, you know, nine hundred thousand dollar player might be equal. But um, oh, I the, the was one fantastic. that they didn't get rid of. Oh yeah. 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 Johnny Bateman proved his worth again. Um nice. he was fantastic in the back row for England. He's he's a class above what they've you know, the majority of what you see coming out of the, the English Super League and Probably deserves to come back over here and play. And um, it, even when he was here, he was one of the better back row back yeah. rowers running around. So um, if if there's any club out there that can get him, they'd be silly if they don't. Um, I thought Wellsby, the six mm. for England as well, looked like he has a touch of class. Um, is that little bit there's a bit of X factor in him? He's got a really good running game and a good short pass, good short passing game as well. Um, Definitely showed it in the first game against Samoa and there was flashes in different points during the, the tournament. And I think he's another one that probably over the next couple of years that might be targeted by some NRL teams. Well, do you remember back when we did our top 17 favourite players? I added him in mine. That was after he scored that try for St. Helens when they won Super League. And at the time I said, I don't know what you... Obviously, you, you've watched a fair bit of him now, Barney. I said at the time he doesn't look like a foot like an athlete he's or anything. Really he's just like a fe- yeah, like a fella there, and that's what I I don't know. I feel like he's sort of built. He's like gotten he's a bit bigger. Yeah, like he's, he's definitely got some good defense. And I think on him. he was playing fullback at the time, so and he's, he's quick, got a bit of versatility. Yeah, he's very quick and got a very very nice short passing game. So I definitely can see him being targeted by somebody that's looking for a five eight. So it's especially in that Samoa game, wasn't it? That first game where he really Absolutely. sort of set it alight. He did. I thought Tim Laffer was for a bloke who wasn't even in the squad. <laughs> Came through injury. He was fantastic. Every time he touched the ball, he looked dangerous across the. Uh, he, I, I would dare say, there's teams coming calling for him to come back to Australia as well. He, he currently at Southford, I believe. He's oh. just turned thirty, hasn't he? Thirty. Yeah, 30 I think right? so. Yeah, so like may, maybe as a backup, back. but like a, purely due to the age. Yeah, I think maybe not. Stephen Crichton was fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially defensively, like he just seems to be getting better and better. Well, he as a was defensive the he center. was the um, his defense was probably the issue in Origin, mm-hmm. and to see that over the tournament, I think Barn, yeah, really strong in defense. Um, he just takes every two or three games. He seems to take a, a very important intercept and score, score points. <laughs> um, and you know, he he's um, definitely not out of his depth in an attacking game as well. He's got good feet, he's quick, uh, quick enough and he's strong enough to, you know, cause problems for his defence, uh, the bloke who's defending him, so uh, he's, uh, I think his stocks have risen a little bit as well. Strong argument made, especially over the course of the World Cup, that he's a better goal kicker than 
one and Cleary too. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> well, no, it just Mal and Cleary came out and actually said because the balls were smaller. Ah, uh, no, mm. it doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, Cam Murray probably can't really rise that much, but I thought yeah. he was fantastic <laughs> yeah, every game awesome. that he played against. The value uh, of um, strike back rowers was on show all through the tournament. He was it? close to Australia's best player. In just about uh, every game. I'd say. Yeah. And if, so was Harry, realistically. Yeah. Um, Harry Grant again. Hey. Another uh, one. Can't that go past the Fox. Well, though. I know. yeah, I know he's a winger, but the <laughs> oh, Fox mate. was was up mate. there. Like he Fitler got pie on his face. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Well, um, I, I, I'll... Yeah, Going back to that, I'll excuse Fitler for the first game because he wasn't playing great and there was that try-scoring drought. But I think from game two onwards, sort of when Mick Potter took over at the Bulldogs, realistically, when they called Burton up, that probably should have been when Fox came. Fox got, but but even then, do New South Wales, is it a, a series-defining change? I don't necessarily think uh, so. Mate, but the thing is, though, no. we had no speed. But even yeah, yeah. absolutely. We do that. We we did mention it before. We did when we did do our origin previews yeah. that if we were going to get caught, it would be on the back of um, not being able to have someone in cover or someone in support to to well, finish off right. those breaks and when uh, put put points on when when you make a half break. And you know, Fox is always going to be there if you do make that. It was half an break. absolute classic one. When was it? It was either it might have been a semi or the quarter. Where Teddy made a break and then Fox was just straight on the inside and they he didn't have that. And he just jogs to... beside him yeah. on their hip, yeah. going, "I'm here, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. give it to me, it's all right." <laughs> well, what about his try in the semi-final when Hunt puts oh, the ball that up was and close to try the tournament? Oh, fantastic. Uh, where's Jerome Luai's stock sit now? Have you got a bigger estimation of him after after seeing the World Cup? Still struggles to be an absolute controller of a mm. of a football game, but when. When the ball's bouncing in his favour, he's absolutely fantastic. But maybe we need to look at him as when, Munster, not... Yeah, oh, absolutely. He's a six. He's a ball-running six. Um, he's in front of him. His mm. kicking game was actually a bit better than I've seen out of him in the, probably mm, the last two years, um, which is a very big tick for him because he he was never really an option in, in the kicking stakes for Penrith, but now obviously it looks like he may be. Um, and he played both sides of the field, which I'd probably like to see him do at Penrith. Yeah, um, well... In the final, Which just he frees was, him up a bit. He, he was forced pretty much to be the only half for Samoa once yeah. Chanel Harris Devita went down and Milford had to go into the halves. Obviously, it didn't amount to anything, but I, I still feel he, he put in a good effort in the final. I don't think he necessarily did too much wrong. And the two from Australia I want to mention that were, I thought <laughs> were absolutely fantastic, uh, particularly in the grand final. Uh, Liam Martin oh, yeah. is now an elite, elite, like better than I, better than I. Gave him credit for. Absolutely outstanding. Absolutely. He, he was sensational in the first half of that grand final as well. And uh, Jack Whiten, out, uh, absolutely Mate, outstanding. Jack Whiten, like in that World Cup in the centres, like he, he's just a magic. Like I believe, and this is my humble opinion, that he needs to leave Canberra. He's just been wasted down there. Mm. He needs, I, I, well, oh, I'll, I'll go back to the centres. At 5'8", yeah. I'm pretty I sure there's needs... a guy that's been saying since this podcast started mm. that he should be playing 13 or fucking in the centres. Yeah. Have him because in the centres. free him up, let him play both sides of the ball, don't put all the pressure on him to play make, let him run. If, when he runs the ball, yeah. he's, he's a, as damaging as just about anybody in the competition. He's, he's got a really good fend. And no he one works harder. Really well. No, like he the, works in that first he's origin. He's there to he pick up that all the crumbs. The, yeah, at thirteen or in in the centres, he would be amazing for Canberra. And I, I'm surprised they haven't gone out of their way to structure their team to make him fit 
in those positions. Thirty is a good shout because you actually almost manufacture him into better. a. You could manufacture him into a. He can play a bit of six. Can play wide. Yeah. Can a play tough, through can the play middle. Prop. Yeah, can play all over the field. But he, he, if he went to another club, he could be the. If he was a consistent centre, he'd be the best centre in the game. Oh, easy hand down. Best full time centre in the game. Close to it. So, uh, in I was, the conversation with Val, I suppose, who's in, you know. I saw as well, apparently, um, at least up until the final, I'm not maybe including the final as well, Isaiah Yo hadn't missed, didn't miss a tackle. No, no, he didn't, he didn't miss, miss a tackle. In the whole so, tournament. Yeah. whole tournament, so final as well. So yeah, didn't he, miss he, one he in the final. Got to get a, a shout at least for that, surely. Any other takeaways from A couple from of the Sharks, obviously, a bit... Um, Bit biased here with Sharks, but thought Molitano was fantastic mm-hmm. until he um, picked up an injury there. And um, I thought Royce Hunt was really good. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, Royce was amazing. It, I've been I've had raps on him for years, and I thought he would have had his breakout year before now. I thought the back end of the last year for the Sharks was fantastic, and he's only carried that through into the World Cup. So, I'm looking forward to see what he brings to the Sharks next year. That it for the World Cup? Well, it'll at least be, I guess, interesting to see that the impact of certain. World Cup spurts of form has on the NRL next year. Like you, you yeah, look at Luai, nothing. <laughs> potentially, <laughs> potentially nothing. But you, someone like a Royce Hunt's a good case. Yeah, well, that, that's what sort of like you sort of up and coming players. Even a White um, and might go back and. Yeah, I'm, I'm unfortunately not going to be watching too much of Tim Lafay in Super League next year. <laughs> but maybe he goes and wins Man of Steel. Well, I don't know. Probably not. But and the good thing is, is apart from no, no, like no long term injuries out of it. Uh, Hamlin Ueli went home. He yeah, should him. be right to go. Yeah, Xavier Coates went home I as well. I think he Coates might miss home. a couple of weeks at the start Molitano, of the year. Really, uh, and, yeah, Molitano should be right for the start of the year. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Hammer, did Hammer get injured? I think Hammer might have got injured through there somewhere. Yeah, but I don't think there was much. any real I think there was a lot of quads, and, quads and calves and shit. I'm surprised a few blokes didn't smash their heads against the concrete with those in goals mm. that are two metres long, but... <laughs> Funny, they didn't they didn't particularly make have a big impact on any game. I thought, uh, if anything, it probably made it a bit better not having so many repeat sets. Well, Trill managed to jump over one of the barriers, I think, in the yeah. final <laughs> and end up in a hole. Te- Teddy looked like it, he was going to end up in a couple. But, uh, and the only judiciary news is um, Crichton got a couple of weeks for his elbow, which wasn't pretty. Um, no, definitely. I don't think there was any malice in it, but it wasn't pretty. No, there was pretty. no malice. It looks worse when you slow it down. Yeah. But the fact that... Um, Everyone says, oh, you need to brace, obviously, for impact because Harris DeVita should never have been charging at him at that point because the ball was dead anyway. Yeah. But you can brace by tucking your elbow into your body yeah, yeah. and turning your shoulder up. But and I, I think he's just, just going to fight. So. Like, yeah, because yeah. yeah, well, he's, he's turned around and it was like, yeah. two oh. weeks is probably fair. He could have been sent off for the game, realistically, because oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an elbow he, to the face, which... I, th- I think he probably yeah. should have been. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he but said it, it doesn't change the result. Australia no, still yeah, win that no. game, he, he even said with in a, twelve players. In a statement oh. afterwards, that like, and, and you can understand sort of in the moment everything. He looked up and thought that Harris Tevita was come like coming at him, with, mm. which mm-hmm. if you actually watch it, he's not actually like going full steam ahead at him to start a bit of push and shove or whatever. But I think Crichton thought that, and just through muscle memory, whatever instinct, he just lifted yeah, up yeah, and. That's right. It's something that you got to sort of, I guess, teach your players is rather tuck their arm in and turn your sort of turn your back and your shoulder rather than lift but your like arm up. But like I reckon, if if he did that another ten times, he probably would mm. six out of ten. You know what I mean? It just happened to be the one where he's gone off oh, shit and That's put his it. arm up. And and I believe they went on a tour of Europe together after the final. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, they well, are, yeah. I, 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 I don't. Carl put a. I saw he put story. a photo on his Instagram story today. Um, 
at the Coliseum and he took a photo. And he, said, like, he said, <laughs> ANZ Stadium looks a bit weird today. I hope like, it's just like Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> where it's just a knocked out Chanel. And in Gus, people are photos. Well, good on, like, while you're over there, you might as well yeah, uh, go man, see some of the other countries. Yeah. Why not? Uh, all right, so I guess we get into rugby league. Well, they've got NRL six or eight news. weeks off now, anyway. Yeah, so they have compulsory yeah. six weeks off. Nope. But uh, for all the other nerds that are, didn't make any rep teams, they're <laughs> back training already. So Poor I thought Edward. we'll have to. I drove past. Uh, no. I drove. Nico, Nico. I, I drove. <laughs> Poor Nico. I drove past Bluebet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I drove past Bluebet last night and it was just uh, dealing out the front mowing the lawn. Just up and down in training. <laughs> Don't wear all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he had like a week and a half off and he's been running fucking, like just doing it himself anyway. Yeah. That's surprising. <laughs> doing oh, hours and hours of running of on be. his own. Like, I know Appy's, I saw the thing, Appy's back in there doing what he's allowed to do and whatever, but the, the, the professionals would be professionals. Yeah. Way of life. Of um, the draws come out. The draws come out. I've not studied it. I saved no. that for the um, season preview, which will come up in the new year. Absolutely. And yeah, no takeaways. Um, I believe everyone's going to play each other at least once. So yeah, that's the only real big yeah. one is probably Newcastle missing Magic Round, which is you know someone's going to have to miss it. Well, I don't mind but the way they've actually gone about it because apparently Newcastle had the smallest fan base actually go to Magic Round last year. So if that's the parameter they're going to go by every year, I think that's fair enough. You know what, Newcastle misses out next. Uh, Next year, but in 2024, they're guaranteed. Well, the worst part is so Brisbane's never going to miss it. Penrith, Melbourne's probably never going to miss it. Well, none of the Queensland teams will miss it. But the oh, thing is, I, what, what I, you, I could see the Titans missing it one year, possibly. Nah, what do you reckon? It's going to be hard. Not, not impossible. There's going to be another team in the comp anyway. Yeah, and then so nobody will be missing yeah, no one yeah, 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 <laughs> That's right. The goal is, the goal is expansion. So yeah. no uh, Magic Round will be the 5th to the 7th of May. Hopefully, it's in the penciled into the diaries. Hopefully, you get up there and drag Oliver up there. Well, you're my boss. You should pay for me to go. I'll speak story, to the work-related powers that be. <laughs> story Bridge Hotel. Story Bridge. Uh, we'll try all the way through there. Where was the other one? We drunk the $9 Northerns. Anyway. <laughs> can't remember. It's a good weekend, though. I'll do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Excited for that. All righty. So I thought, now, Ollie, what notes have you got before we get into the rest of this? Well, I've got notes about recent signings. Well, I've got recent signings, some rumours. I, s- I sent a link to yourself and Barney yeah, this morning did, from yeah. a, a Fox League article they put up with a, a few rumours. And I went onto the NRL's official website to their signings tracker page and the recent signings on there. I've at least put something mm-hmm. about a couple of so, re-signings. So should, so we, should we go club by room. club? I reckon you go the rumours first and just throw the shit. Well, I was thinking maybe go club by club and well, cover rumours and signings in and term, have a, in terms a of state of the league address. In terms of rumours, I've only got two. That's two fine. that I think are worth well, maybe, maybe we go, a, we'll go, I thought the we might, time of day. Well, maybe because so. you've, you've got obviously comprehensive notes and I've got some whatever this is in front of me. It's um, I thought we might go through and just touch on some news that's happened since our last show. Sure. And where, what, what it means for each team, where they might be at, like what's changed. There's, there's some big ones, there's some little ones, there's 10 teams that – Business as usual, and who cares? Yeah. We'll move on. Mm. So we'll start at Penrith. Um, the, they did finalise the Peachy Stain swap deal. Yep. Yep. Uh, we'll save the Tigers side of that for later, but, you know, it's a body. It's someone who can cover a position through origin, potentially even play 14 earlier in the year, but they're going to now have, I guess, Taruva pushing for a, the same spot. They're going to have – they'll be fine, Penrith, aren't they? You would yeah. think so. Yeah, I'd, right. I'd be surprised if Peachy plays in the first four, well, that's what I don't, three I can't or four see him, weeks of the competition. I can't see him playing honest. a lot of it. 
Um, Taruva was another one that's probably cemented his stocks in the World Cup. Oh, we didn't yeah, how do we? Yeah, um, he, he was brilliant. He was fantastic. He was named in the World Cup team. Yeah. And just by the looks of him and the way he moves, um, he could probably cover just about any position in the back line except for maybe the halves. But yeah. who knows? He may have a really good passing game on him as well. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, so, a, he's um, a good outside. Know, at least he could cover, you know, from one to five anyway in any one, any one of those positions. So probably not a bad shout to play somewhere in that, yeah, well, that, um, on that bench. So. Well, well, now oh, I was now privileged to be a part of um, the team that he played in under 15s. Yeah, right. How was he then? Oh, mate, he was like he was like destined to be an NRL player, but he wasn't the superstar of the team back then. Yeah, yeah. but he had everything going for him. That makes sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Mate, absolutely. like I, I can show you some footage off, off air afterwards, mate. Like he was amazing back then. Yeah, cool. Uh, anything else from Penrith boys? You want to touch on? Or? No, well, that, right. but other than that, it's, it's pretty much t- they uh, resi- they did resign Eisenhuth and. Uh, Couple other bodies that just shored up their team a little bit. Um, Eisenhuth had a couple of like very solid games last year. I, I think no, he sort of went uh, like, yeah, he's yeah. A, it's a good he's part signing. of the seventeen. He's, he'll he's, do a job. Yeah, he, he does the job that he's there to do, and I think he's earned the extension yeah. at the the premiership winners. So who takes Kikau's spot? Who do oh, possibly ends up in the starting line. Well, Liam Martin will obviously was anyway. I'm just trying to accuse the other one. Hoskins a possibility. Oh, yeah, Hosking you could comes say Scotty uh, Sorensen, the guy they signed from the Tigers. <laughs> Sorensen, who who was that? Um, the back rower. Um, what's his name? Um, oh gosh, his name. I should oh, grab oh, this on my phone. Hang on, sorry, mate. I've That's right. No, I've no. been waving the Sorensen flag all last season, though. So I'd, oh, I'd Luke like Garner, of course he does. Oh, yeah, Luke Garner. The, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, you're right. Well, you're right. Yeah. Well, they've got uh, three blokes right there who can at least contend for the spot. So I think that very big year for Luke Garner because I've always had an opinion of him and a great hot line runner, great hole hitter, and with around the right people could be a genuine, genuine try. He could score fifteen tries this year. Um. All right. Anything else on Penrith? Let me just double check. I haven't missed anything. Anything in your copious notes there? No, not on Penrith because I think they're just. About going to be where they were the, the they last three years, aren't yeah. they? There's They're going to be up there. Only two questions about Penrith, and it's um, Appy and uh, and Kickow. So obviously we look wait and see how um, Garner fills that position for Kickow. I think there may be a couple of little disruptions early with they could well play. Um, they they could actually on that edge. I think Peachy's an interesting cover there because I could see him starting fourteen to start the year just play a dummy half. half an hour but I time. imagine it's going to be Mitch Kenny then um, Sony Luke Sony Luke I think that'll be yeah, but it gives them it just gives them a bit of uh, Riley Smith Cleary's very yeah well good cricketer too Riley Smith but um, I hear he's a good footballer as well they um, it gives them just a bit of I think if nothing else Peachy gives them Cleary do, uh, Ivan Cleary doesn't like rushing his players a lot so it gives them a bit True. of peace of mind he can say right well we'll get you in round you play Ryan five. Let's get let's get it going and let's get into it and uh, all the rest of it. The Storm have signed Aaron Penney's return. Uh, Penney's re-signed. Yep, as has McDonald and the other Eisenhuth. Uh, they've also oh since we've spoken, Cam Munster has re-signed. Yes, uh, turned down a, a lucrative Tigers contract and and Dolphins and Dolphins <laughs> contract. Uh, Alicia Cattell from the Warriors. Uh, and they've let go. Cooper Johns has gone to Manly. Yes. Um, again, a little and, and Trent Lurie, uh Lurero. I can never pronounce his name. 
has re-signed. But again, business as usual. They've got their spine. We'll see what happens with Pappy. He gets a full. He probably has to learn to walk again, but then gets a pre-season under his belt. And is Liero the one that's on five hundred k a year for five years or something? The the one that Bellamy's really. No, it's no. not Liero, is it? It's, it's Jack uh, what's Holworth. his name? Jack Ho- uh, How Howarth, isn't it? Howarth. Yeah, Howarth. Howarth. Yeah, I I take it he would be transitioned into the first grade squad a fair bit this year with the money the, that they're investing. I assume he'd be starting on the bench at the start of the year, Plus, and I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a um a, f- a full time spot by the end of the year because they to, to me they're lacking depth in the forwards. Mm. From what they've let go, obviously both of the Bromwich boys and Kafusi. Um, massive, massive. There's some big ounce. questions around um, mm. how that forward pack's going to operate for Melbourne. Obviously, they're, they're a systems-based uh, club, and you would imagine that there'll be players there that'll fill a I gap, but I'm not sure they're going to fill the gap the way that Tarek's they should. Well, usually yeah. we obviously see it every off-season, but I've I've seen one tearing the house down at training Already? article wow. After a week. so far. Yeah, and it is, it is Tarek been, Sims. So they haven't been yeah. through Bellamy's boot camp yet. No, they? well, he's, he's tearing the house down, as they say. Yeah. So uh, Working on Vic Rhodes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the Good new idea. signings, don't they? They, have, uh, <laughs> do they get put to work. Uh, Brisbane have shored up everything. They've extended Pat Carrigan. They've exte- uh, extended Billy Walters. Uh, extended Hetherington. And the mail is that uh, Tom Flegler's turned down a six-year deal at Manly to, s- to potentially stay. So That's what he's uh, come out and said. He sees himself as a one-club man, but how many times do we hear that? Exactly. Uh, I might get your microphone a bit closer there, Trevor. That's yeah. better. And also, um, apparently, mail was that Tristan Sailor's on a train and trial yeah, deal there. Is. I thought yep. he was in jail. <laughs> no, he no, got, got found not, not guilty. guilty. Okay. Not guilty. I pay attention. Uh, anything for Brisbane? Well, they got five fullbacks, so that's going to be interesting to see. Well, what they're okay, rumors. Rumors. No, so rumors. Rumors. Tessie, so Tessie's rumors, going. Tessie probably did. Wayne New Bennett Castle. has come out. No, well, Wayne Bennett has come out and said that they're interested. I love how Wayne Bennett's the one coach who comes out when it's like, oh, would you be interested in this player? Yes, we would be interested in this. He always says it. Right. He always <laughs> says it. Yeah. So it, there's Tessie, and then apparently Herbie Farnworth, there's been reported links to the to the it, Roosters, but, yeah. um, but apparently they might be open to releasing him. But apparently Luke Thompson's, well, Phil Gould actually came out and said that Luke Thompson's been talking up Herbie Farnworth to the powers that be at the Bulldogs and wants well, Bulldogs Herbie need, to, we'll to, to well, come Bulldogs over. Bulldogs are after a fullback. Which I, I don't think he's necessarily your answer. I know he wants to play fullback, supposedly, and that's why he might be... Leaving Brisbane, but I think he is a fullback. Well, he's not been. Oh, Herbie, I'm sorry, I'm Herbie, 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 sorry, Herbie. Herbie. I think he's. Well, yeah. he could. I think he, he could. He could comfortably play fullback, but uh, he's another one whose stocks would have gone up over the World Cup. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, Played awesome for England. He's he was fantastic. Apart from injuries, he was fantastic last year all the way through. So uh, we'll see what the next year brings. He'll be another one in demand down the road. In the, in the comp again, like there's not a lot of strike centers really. Um, but we'll see how that un- that all pans out. The Canberra Raiders, not a lot going on down there. Um, they've since we've spoken, Madge is heading down there as an assistant coach or some such. Uh, but business is usual down there, only. Well, there is a rumor that they're trying to sign David Fafita because apparently they mm. also want to sign Shaley Bent for their NRLW team. Of course, those two are in a relationship and. Currently, I say go for it, but um, we'll, we'll see how I'll 
David Fafita performs for the Titans in 2023. And there's also no better change of lifestyle than the Gold Coast to Canberra. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's probably sick of the warm, sunny days mm. on the beach and wants exactly. to go play in a stadium that's literally located in a bush in minus three degree weather. So, Why wouldn't you? They, um, they signed uh, Danny Levi from Huddersfield. Oh, really? Back, yeah. Is he? Yeah, right. yeah, so he's gone to Canberra. Okay. That's a bit of a skewer. Like, yeah. Cool. Uh, you see, so he left uh, Huddersfield early and... Uh, Coming back. Got signed by Canberra. Good cool. on him. Yeah. He's been playing... He played some great footy over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're a good, talented little player. Hey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Be a good boy for him. Yeah. Especially since um, young Wolford... Looks like he probably only gets 50 to 60 minutes at the moment out of most games. Um, obviously, pending the off-season, he may um, may stretch it out to an 80-minute player, but um, you could do worse than bringing Danny Lever on to play half an hour at the back end of a game. Well, well you've got Starling there as well. Starling's no, no moral to not be in jail by the end of next year, so it's probably, probably a good safety <laughs> blanket to have. Uh, the Bulldogs have signed Andrew Davey, Franklin Pelé. Uh, oh, the big news, Josh Jackson retired. Mm. So yes. he uh, packed up shop, a great servant of the game. Did he play 300 games? I think he did. Uh, he did. Would have been close to it. He, 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 close. He, didn't, he was close. Maybe 276 or yeah, something. Some of that. Yeah. Uh, would have played for New South Wales a lot more at a better club, no doubt. Um, did you say he Franklin Pelle? Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, where's he from? Your club. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to some more in a second, but I just want to touch quickly on Josh Jackson, Barn. Oh, he's... Brilliant back rower. Um, just did his work every week, week in, week out. The absolute club and uh, something that most clubs are built on. Like you need at least three of those blokes if you're going to go somewhere in, in a competition. Um, probably deserved a better end to his uh, to his career. To be honest, um, probably deserved to be in a team that was doing some really good things there. Where um, what yeah, probably five years of yeah, pretty rough stuff. And he was in yeah. New South Wales Australian representative and. Yeah. Oh, Would have probably I, I, still been that team all I, the way through if he, if he was at a better club. Brilliant well, defender. I, I remember when the Bulldogs had him and Dale Finucane, mm. and but they had to let one of them go. Yeah, and obviously it was Dale. One went one way, and, and Dale went to Melbourne, and he's just gone through the roof. And yeah, and Josh is retiring, but man, he was a, like in the day it was tough because it didn't matter which one you kept, you're getting good from either one of them. Oh, absolutely. And that, so, no, you're a top player. Total respect for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brilliant defensive um, back rower. Uh, slightly limited in his attacking uh, skills, but he was fantastic. Um, fantastic clubman. And but was he was he a victim of his structure? They had to, to quite possibly. Average, awesome, yeah, average coaches along the way. <laughs> oh, mate, he yeah, deserves all the plaudits that he, 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 he's ever got and probably deserves more than what... Um, yeah, probably des- given. deserves to be rated higher than he uh, than most people have him on their list. But anything else? Well, I, I remember watching him sort of like growing up as a teenager, and he was one of the best, if not at a point, the best second rower nearly in the game in terms of consistent it's performances. Massive games in New South Wales during I, that period. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, over the past couple of years, though, he has had a, a, a natural decline. I would say, especially in the team he's in, but. His um, effort has remained the same. His defensive output has still remained really strong, and I think that that's a big credit to him. That even in, I guess you could say, his twilight years, his, his defense has still been up there. And 
when you're talking about a forward of any kind, if, if anything, the last thing you want to go is their defensive effort and that remained there. And I think that's a big credit to Josh Jackson. Came close to winning a, a cup. Was he playing in 2012 when they lost to Melbourne in the grand final? He came close to a, a premiership on a, a couple of occasions. Um, but yeah, high quality player at his peak. And as you said, played New South Wales, Australia, played grand finals and he, he came close and one of his better players in his position of his generation, you'd have to say. Uh, they've also signed Isaac uh, Matalua Booth, who apparently is bigger than Nelson, big boy yeah, from right. Melbourne. And uh, Fayamanu Brown from the Tigers is, has been reported by Molly, who, like I said, I was surprised. I thought he'd resign, but um, he's come back with a nice renaissance in his career, New Brown, and hopefully he has some good success there. Well, he nearly gave it away a couple of years ago d- yeah. just due to consistent injuries when yeah. he was over in England and he's been able to come back and... At, while the Tigers finished last on the ladder, during their their high points, he was definitely a serviceable player, especially sort of re, reinventing well, himself a bit a as, a, as a as a as a hooker. Yeah, so good pickup. They're they're on the yeah. right trajectory, I guess. Overall. And the thing with Jackson as well, he um he forgave if uh, forgave his last year of his contract. He basically yeah. gave that money back to the club to be able to invest in new investments to bring new players in, and that you know obviously goes back to um, who he is as a person as well. Um, yeah, he's, and he's, he's working given for up the now. last year of his yeah. contract. Obviously, that probably helps. Yeah, <laughs> that is why he's go, still he's working You've got with a the job club, in the yeah. club when you finish. But, um, yeah, that, yeah the f- fantastic tip of the hat. The wouldn't surprise me if give the, up the last year of your contract. Wouldn't surprise me if the NRL salary cap auditor still has a look at that salary that he's getting paid. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if he's probably on 250 anyway. Just yeah. if, look. Duck off, but we'll, we'll rehire yeah. for two fifty, and you'll be head of pathways yeah. or something. Or well, and, and I'm not saying anything because I don't think they are. But people go on all the time about the the Roosters salary caps and Barrow and whatever. How many players have the Bulldogs signed over the past like no, three years? And like, <laughs> if they're signing more players for 2024, that's when I start scratching my head and think, hang on a minute. Well, apparently, like, there's more to come. Apparently, like, there's still more to come, but we'll see. Yeah, as you said, they're definitely on the right trajectory. They've um they've they've definitely improved their squad going into this year coming up and I'm actually excited to see where they end up. Especially uh, now they started playing some attacking fast-paced footy. You can have Burton and Reed Fox and coming in off, in a, off a World Cup and you can have Reed and Kikau in there giving us great service and um, an explosive, explosive back rower. And it's it's not being confirmed, I don't think, but I believe it's been reported that Mick Potter is staying at the club, yes, which I is. actually yeah, think is, yeah. is quite important because... Part of what, because apparently the, the players loved him and he built a strong relationship with the players. So what's going to help Cameron Serraldo maybe help build that relationship is if the Perfect bloke, if the bloke, if the if the really? bloke that they love is still there, and is is backing the coach, they're naturally probably going to back the coach with him. Look, they've done everything right in setting the the table for Serraldo to have some success early or uh, at least put forward his best foot. And it's a big year for him, and he signed a long term deal, so. See how that, see, you know, not many coaches how, last five years when they signed on for funny five years. how Gus just seems to go into places and set up foundations for clubs to springboard off. Isn't he, it? He's almost good. Like he's almost everywhere he's gone, man. Like, he just sets up a foundation, even if it doesn't come to fruition while he's still in there. Yeah, it just fucking sets up a foundation for people to build upon. And the only place yep. it didn't work out was South Sydney. Yeah, man. When was your house before when the Magera? When they, when they first came back. Oh, oh yeah. well, that's yeah. like... Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> like... Nah. It doesn't matter. That's no. like working, that's like working for Ipswich Jets or something. It doesn't like. matter, mate. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you still went in there. 
Just get your thing up there, Barn. Uh, the Sharks, and we can be a bit self-indulgent because it's our show uh, about our club. Taj Bailey's been updated at top 30. Yeah, another um, Bailey another hooker. Bra- oh, Bra- 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 oh, my. Another Bra- is there a Bra- third Bra- one? Bra- and he's yeah. hooker. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He's top he's 30 now. He's four out. years Damn. younger than, the, than Blake, who's running around at the moment. And, um, and they've got Brittany do, as well, the sister. Apparently doing really, really good things in the lower grades as well. She so. won, dummy half, she won uh, Women's Daily M a couple of years back for the Titans. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, and Wade Graham signed a year extension as well. But, um, yeah, where, where are you sitting at, Barn? And have you thought about it? Do you lay in the bath at night and stare at the roof and think where you're going next year? I've been saying it for two years. The, the issue for the Sharks is going to be around their 5'8". Um, <laughs> even if Moylan plays a full year without getting injured, I've, there's going to be games where they're going to struggle with um, a second option in attack because he realistically doesn't do much for his outside men. It's generally... He either goes himself and then something may happen off the back of it or he seems to kill the attack. But um, They should hijack George Williams from the Tigers. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to chime in with any rumours or whatever you've got. In your, you've got eight pages of notes. No, I, I'm, I'm, so I'm, no I'm waiting to <laughs> address right the rumours when I get to the club where okay, you, you, they no might be going the well, 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 Lockie well, Miller, you're going to wait for Newcastle, are you? Well, I hope Lockie Miller stays at the Sharks. Like I, I think he refused to release him. Good he because I think I think he, point. as we as we have said, should be the five eight. I guess uh, I'll, I guess I'll touch on Nanai now because the whole Nanai speculation of, the, of of a Sydney club. I've actually put down a a couple of clubs. So I think if this rumor is true that a Sydney club has offered him, hold on, let me get the exact number up. I think it's four point two million over five years, reported by Peter Bedell of the Courier Mail. Oh, one yeah. of those clubs, and to be honest, I think the club could be Cronulla. If you look at the players that they have coming off contract, they'd have to let a couple of their backs go. They have plenty of backs off Isn't contract this year. Uh, well, Nakora no, is still contracted. He's, he's yeah, still contracted. So, Well, that's yeah. the thing. Um, but they've just freed Graham's up a million dollars in. with Fafida and Tolman. And, and wait, if Graham they've goes in plus a year, there's another Apparently they already had 800 in the cap. Plus yes, Graham going City eventually players. will, will yeah. free up another. So, uh, of course, one point eight. Yeah, that makes sense. This, this would be for twenty four. I do know the Tigers wanted Nanai for to release Luciano. Remember so, that? I, yeah, yes. I, I so, know. A but his stocks were a lot shorter yeah, back then. But, but, but just, I, I think out of and I have I think four teams here, four Sydney teams who I think could, within some realm of possibility, be the team that supposedly offered him this deal. One of the more likely ones, if it's true, I think would be Cronulla just because of the need and the position. The players that they got coming off contract this year, they can actually afford to, as I said, it's mainly backs to release some of them. They do have money with what you said for feeder and Tolman. That it, it actually lines up. So, again, it wouldn't be for 2024. But if, if they got Nanai, like... Oh, absolutely. That because would... uh, Graham shouldn't be starting at this no. point in his career. Obviously, he's re-signed for another year. But he should be a bench player at this at this point in time, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and you put Nanai in on that left edge, <laughs> yeah, that's a massive improvement on like because you do need like, some strike. Well, Graham strike. played okay during the year, and he had some good touches, and um, he actually played better than he has for a couple of years when he was on the field consistently. It, there's still the injuries that come and go with him, and he did start quite poorly for the first couple of games that he played last year. You just slot Nanoi straight into that position and put Graham back to the bench. That's an absolute massive uptick for that left-hand side and the attack for the Sharks. They still need another big body in the middle as far as I'm concerned, but 
oh, going to be self-indulgent. They ran second last year. Like they they didn't lose to many teams. They generally got the job done week in week out, and hopefully I can sit back well, most weeks and watch them get the job done again week in and week out this year. My bold prediction Nico, was them winning the comp. Well, so. Nico, Nico was fantastic last year, and that was his first year at at halfback. So realistically, you would expect him to improve again, and if that happens. And the forwards do the job that they need to do, then they could be right up there pushing again at the back end of next year. Well, that's right, Barn. If the forwards do their job for him, he'll be able to do what he done again last season. You wouldn't think that he shouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. No. There's going to be a lot more pressure coming his way, obviously, and they are going to have to provide a couple of different they need points a point of, of attack. Yeah, but um, yeah. But Lockie Miller's there. If Kennedy keep him, is, you know, good missed, on that sweet play. He missed some and, time through injury. Yet, you know, big year for him. Big year for him because. He could have, like, realistically, he could have in England if he doesn't have a big year. Who's Kennedy? Pick him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, there'd be there'd be four or five clubs that'd come for yeah. him for sure. He's sort of um, real under the radar fullback, isn't he, brother? Mm-hmm. Anyway, Para. So interesting because they, they are under siege. Uh, well, they've signed uh, Matt Dory from the Dogs, and in, in the off season. I don't know what that says because I can't read my handwriting. It's a backwards <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Well, that Dory. Okay. Well, he, they need, especially the, the, the one place because of Papali leaving and, and Nick Ori to extend as well, they need second rowers. And he is a second rower with a bit of first grade experience, mainly from last season. He played a handful of games. I, I wouldn't say a backward step because I don't think he, he starts or anything, but it just. It adds a no, player they, they, to their second row they, stocks. It's it's I've, I've, a a player. That's a that's what I think it is. Was he playing front row for the dogs? Second round, no, well, coming row. off the bench. He's off the bench. Yeah, he was off playing the bench, a little bit. But. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing, like their depth pool's been completely gutted. Yeah. Like it's mm. they've pulled the plug on the pool there. There's no depth. Um, and even just thinking, even just thinking through Ray Stone not being there, Kafusi yeah. uh, not being there. Uh, Near, uh, yeah, near Corey Cor- uh, not yeah. being there. Papali not being there. Reed. Reed not being there. Well, there's five first graders. Um, I and really th- have no idea what they... But then... What their plan right is, now. to be honest. Like, they're, they're, well, it feels like their plan was let's throw everything at Gutho and then work out the rest. Well, I've added... And then, I'll um, tell you right now, right? They signed Nathan Brown to play hooker. You know, remember Nathan Brown? The old Dragons player? As in the coach, the Nathan coach. Brown? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With you. Okay, I'm with you. Sorry. I'll, I'll tell you I'm with you. Well, it may well be. Yeah. Assistant coach Josh Hodgson. We saw yeah, photos of Josh. Yeah, I'm with you now. Josh Hodgson. Um, well, yeah, that's true. Josh Hodgson was. I think he, was fit, he can be fine. He can yeah, be fine. Absolutely. Um, I've added, but then you've got you've got Bulldogs and Tigers both about to throw me in bucks at Mitch Moses. Yeah. And then there was an article in the paper yesterday from Dylan Brown saying, oh, it's not the same now. Everyone's not here. So well, potentially okay. Dylan I heard, Brown. I heard some rumours, right? Well, he's one that added I, I've to been told. We, we don't deal in rumours all the time, but here we can because you give a shit. <laughs> I've heard that Mitch Moses will not be at Para in 2024. Uh, I did hear that, though, a couple of years ago too, So when yeah. he was going to go to Brisbane. But, yes, what so, is, what's, where are you at? So uh, the rumour that I heard from a reliable source that the Melbourne Storm were looking at signing Dylan Brown and Nathan Brown in the front row. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. and what they could use Nathan Brown because he was on the obviously on the Tigers. That's radio, right. But. And that so that's two rumours I heard that Melbourne were looking at. Mm-hmm. I heard another one, but I'm not going to say that one. You can tell us off here. Yeah, I'll tell you. You can't just say that. Not yeah, no, I'll tell you. Well, I said last year that I thought Dylan Brown would leave last year just on the back of how much crap he copped from a, you know, a substandard year, yeah, obviously. But um, obviously they backed him and he had a fantastic year this year. Again, he, good in the World Cup he was a player well. who would have added to his stocks over the World Cup. Oh, definitely. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's not 10 clubs looking at trying to get him out of his contract at the end of... This, this coming season, maybe even before. They're bo- um, well, they're both now off contract next year. They're both million dollar players, the two halves, and I don't can't see, I can see them maybe keeping one, but if I, all goes to shit, if they run twelfth, they're going to go. I'm out of here. I've heard they're going to lose both. Yeah, well, and that was probably four weeks ago. So that was before the World Cup. So <laughs> who knows? I've added Parramatta to my list of, I guess, Nanai suspects for this team yeah, yeah, who supposedly absolutely. offered this money and the the two things I put one of them and as I just said they need a second rower he's a, he's a, one of the best out there two they need they need someone to go with Sean Lane next year um and two it would be if they are offering Danai big money to go there in 2024 now they are expecting to at least lose Brown or Moses you think they've got money to spend, though, wouldn't you? Well, if they've got money to spend, you'd think they'd be spending it and trying to keep them both. But if they are going after, and which is why I think this is more of a stretch. I think this is more of a stretch that it's them. I actually think they don't know what to do because I think they're trying to to build a bank to keep both and they might lose both. But if they are looking to spend big on Nanai for next year, you would think they don't sign Nanai and re-sign both Brown and Moses. You wouldn't think anyway, mate. The, as you said, the, the, it looks like their plan is to build around Gutherson. And what team builds their the whole club around a fullback? Man, because he's no Billy Slater. He's, he's, he's no Darren, he's no Darren Lockyer. <laughs> he's no Gary Belcher. Mate, all he is is just someone who gets Even the caught. best no, fullbacks Teddy. in the world need the shit in front of them That's to right. be going forward and creating opportunities for them to be, you know, like... But he's a king. So, <laughs> like, he's a king. Apparently. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, At least they've got a couple go. of decent front rowers, so he should go forward. But the problem is, as I mentioned all through last year, they'll go forward for half an hour and then the rotation will come on and what happens after that, who knows. But, yeah, I've got a few worries about Parramatta going into this year. You'd think if they, they'd nearly be the favourite for a team, you'd have to pick, or maybe Canberra. For a team that made the finals last year, that Probably might drop won't. out next year, they well, they'd be one of the favourites. At least you'd have to think. I think so. I I, I don't know where they, you know, where they're quite headed and what even their future holds. I'm not, sure, you know, they've signed uh, oh, and they signed Dijon Arcee, who is a he might be, it, the, it, might it, be the first choice. Well, for that's kind of sad because apparently he wanted to stay at the Warriors, grew up as a Warriors fan, and was happy to be there, and they wouldn't have had to pay him much, but. You've got Brown and That's all you can, re- all you can really say play? about RC. Like, yeah. Or 14. Yeah, I think so. What, who do they have? Yeah. Um, the Cowboys. Jordan McLean's re signed in just recently. Uh, they have signed uh, Gazowski from Manly. And Jimmy Tamo's gone up there for one more year. Um, a nice hurrah for him. He'll be a good. Yeah, Pension. He'll do a good job. He'll do a job up there. He'll. Up through a year and come back and 
watch his kids play for Penrith, probably. Yeah, but well, <laughs> probably. Still, I believe he still lives over on... He does. Yeah, and his kids side. are at Amy yeah. Plains. Um, yeah. And he's pretty much told them they'll be playing down here. But, yeah. um, See him occasionally up at the shops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything for the Cowboys? I guess my one big thing for the Cowboys is, and I, I don't think they'll miss the top eight next year, but usually when you have a couple of surprise teams each year that overperform and make the finals. This this year, I'm not saying make the finals for the Sharks, but the fact they finished second. They start two, two overperformers, yeah. the Sharks and the Cowboys. One of them usually sort of sustains themselves, and obviously, as I've tipped Cronulla to win the comp, I think they're going to be the one that sustains themselves. I think the Cowboys might drop down to a fifth to eighth next year. I... I I just got that sort of feeling about them. It's very hard to sustain it, that bit of second season syndrome, especially when you've come from being one of... We all tipped them to fin- finish Wooden Spooners last year. Mm-hmm. To have that much of a jump that quickly, it can be a bit hard to sustain. And I still think they're going to do a decent job at doing it by staying in the top eight. I still think they're a top eight side. But especially that defensive record, that defensive output, that's going to be very hard to, to back up two years in a row. But I have already seen on Cowboys social media that... Um, They've already started the the classic hill run, and they had a photo of Todd Payton riding his bike next to the players. Who apparently they absolutely hate that when they're made to run up. I forget what the hill's called, but that hill they got to run up or that mountain, and he's just riding his push bike next to him. So uh, it seems that the preseason uh, training, the sort of get them as fit as possible, the um, I guess sort of whip them to to shreds during the preseason so that they're fit and ready to go and. The next season, I don't think that's changed at all. So we'll, well see. Yeah, but I, I think um, I see a little bit of a drop off from the Cowboys. But with the Cowboys, I think the biggest thing for them would have to be have they kept Carl Jennings on to work on their mental resilience because they brought him in um, not last year but towards the end of the year before and to work on the players with their mental resilience. But he only worked with a few of them, and the players that he worked on, they achieved what they wanted. They got to play Origin and that. So then they've got him to work again with more players in the squad, and it looked like it had worked really well. So if they keep him on again to work with their mental resilience stuff and mindset and not just the performance as in high-performance stuff, I believe it go really well. Because Carl, even though he's one of the best uh, SNCs, high-performance coaches, not just in the country but the world, but his mental resilience uh, stuff is really top-notch. Yeah. And that's one thing I believe most clubs um, are starting to go down that path now because they've realised the importance of mental resilience. Mm. Yeah, no, fair call. And I think of all people, Todd Payton, someone that's going to subscribe to that heavily, I'd say. Yeah, so. yeah I would imagine. So I, I can see um, Robson probably having a year that uh, he's going to... like Every team in the competition is now going to be targeting Robson. They, there was so much off the back of him, his running game out of dummy half that led to Cowboys points or even field position. Um, I, I can see them uh, a lot of teams shutting down and being a lot tighter against the Cowboys through the middle of the field and they're going to have to try and create points on the edges more so than the way that they were busting teams through the middle of the field. Um, don't get me wrong, I still think he's a fantastic player and he'll, he'll, he will break games open, but I think he won't break as many games open as he, he, ha- as he has done before. And um, the, as as that happens, the attack for the Cowboys will be a little bit different. So they're going to be relying more on someone like Drinkwater or a 13 to be a ball player to get to the edges that little bit more. And I think they may struggle 
to score as many points as they did previously in in last year, which would lead to them probably pushing down to sort of fifth position, sixth position. Uh, I still think they're going to be a threat and they're going to be a danger for most teams in the competition, but I just don't think they're going to be as strong as they were this year. Now the Dragons, they've re-signed Ben Hunt officially uh, and the couple of halves that were unhappy and requested releases have decided to stay. They've also, as has Jasua, has decided he's going to stay and commit to him. And they've also picked up Musgrove and Jacob Little from the Tigers, whatever that means. But uh, any hope for them, Barn? I think Musgrove will help in the in the middle. Their biggest problem was their go forward for majority of the year through the through their forwards. Um, interesting with the Dragons. I think they probably overachieved slightly last year, and I don't think they've added too much artillery to their team to make it better than what it was last year. So, I'd be surprised if they finished any higher than where where they finished last year. So, any thoughts? Well, I'll get it out of the way quickly. It's going to look like that you scripted this because the third out of the four teams that I have for my Sydney-based clubs that could have made this offer to Nanai are, are the Dragons. I'll try and get it real quick because it's getting old. But again, they need. I think they need something in their forwards. They need a consistent performer other than Blake, Blake Laurie. I feel like they'd have the money to do it. They do have some players off contract. Their only real big money player at the moment is Ben Hunt. But with the Dragons in general for 2023... I see them, and it's sort of like last year, but not to the same extent. I see them as a wild card in the sense that they could probably finish 10th, but they could probably also finish 15th, 16th kind of thing. It it all depends, and I, I think it sort of changed a bit with Hook now, whereas last year I was sort of at least personally looking for him to play the young blokes. And, you know, at first I wasn't too happy with the situation with Amone, but they did have good patches throughout the season, even with the older boys. They're just... They're a bit of a hard team to predict. I think you can sort of safely say they probably won't make the top eight. Now to say that they will, um, but I, just I, I can't really categorise them whether they're bottom four or a bit above that at the moment. I feel like it. But as a club, realistically, apart from having Ben Hunt there, what is their upside? They don't have a great forward pack. They don't have. They've got some exciting. I'd say well, their edges yeah, in they, attack. They, they in don't attack, seem their to edges, have an yeah. amazing. I, I, I know. Their system shouldn't be too bad, but it doesn't feel like there's a bunch of juniors knocking a door down. Actually, it does, and they didn't get played. And then, um, and what's the, so the fact that they've turned around and signed Bud Sullivan and um, Sloan in mm. the fact, like the face of them wanting to leave the club, says to me that the club's turned around and said, "Hang around, boys, give it twelve months. Yeah, well, this bloke's going. going yeah, and we'll get you into the team." So yeah, this is the problem that really annoyed me, the St. George situation. Okay, they had an issue down there where the young players were running amok. There was no discipline. And they said, well, we need a coach who's going to come in, wave the law down. Yeah. And Griffo's good at that. Yeah. Like, he did it at the Broncos. He did it here in Penrith. Yeah. I know Ivan's getting all the praise and that, but he was the one who laid all the foundation work uh, for what's Penrith gone through right now because he put in that discipline and that. So he's gone to St. George. He's bringing in the discipline. The players down there don't like it. Oh, he's too hard on us. Well, suck it up, fuck wit. Like, yeah. How hard is it? And this is the problem where I believe... Sounds familiar. And this is the problem where I feel in Australian sport, we're losing our touch, that players come and go, but a good coach doesn't. Yeah. Once they go, they're gone. And that once you lose a good coach, mate, they're gone. So the days of having a... 
curry coach, as in a proper curry coach, is long gone. Unless you're a Bellamy and, that, and you win in the premierships. And the irony is Bellamy's one of the toughest ones there is. Like he's like, tough, yeah. oh, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That, and that just shows the culture of an organisation at the Melbourne Storm is that we're going to back our coach because what he wants. And if the players don't fit into that, we'll see you later. Yeah. Well, obviously at St. George, they don't have that type of organisational culture. It's like, oh, come here, mate. We'll tap you on the head. We'll give you a hug. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sit down. We'll sort it out. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right, Manly. Uh, well, one of the big talking points uh, is, well, quickly, they've re-signed, obviously Flegler turned around, they've re-signed Olukowatu, re-signed, oh, they've signed Austin Dias, signed Ben Condon, and uh, re-signed Sean Kepi. But uh, the, obviously the big, big news is now that they've got a new coach, Anthony Seabold, with Shane Flanagan as assistant, mm-hmm. under the understanding if he gets a full-time job somewhere else, he can go. Um, and Jim Dimmick as well. And Jimmy Dimmick's come down from who's it Titans? It was yep. yeah. So what what did a great the, job? What's the feeling at Manly, and what does the future hold, Trev? Uh, mate, like um, I don't really have much to do with the first grade, but uh, just uh, since I've been back there, mate, good uh, buzz around the joint. Cool. So yeah, don't no, mate. It uh, seems to be really good, uh, good positive talk, and. Uh, I know, like I said, I'm not around the first grade, but just the organisation as a whole, they're pretty excited. And uh, you've got to give Seabold, like, you know, he's a great coach. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. And that, like, you've got to have a look. All right, since he left uh, the Broncos, and that, he's going to Rugby Union, and look what he's done for England rugby, for the English Rugby Union side. Yeah. As their defensive coach. Like, I haven't seen an English Rugby Union defend like that since they won the World Cup back in 2003. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the guy knows his stuff. Like, he's he's proven. So, good on him, uh, and I reckon he'll go really well. Brian, thoughts on Manly? Oh, yeah, they're, they're definitely the wild card of the competition, in my opinion. Um, if they can keep Tommy fit for the majority of the year, he just adds probably, you know, two or three tries to every game that he plays if he's on the field. Um, it just makes the players on his outside and his inside better than what they are when he's not around. Um, they've got a few issues around their forward pack, which um, who knows what's coming through the junior systems. Obviously, we're, we're not part of it, so we, we don't know. There could be some, could be two young guns coming through that'll prop up that forward pack, but they had issues last year, and um, I, I think there may be issues in that forward pack again going forward this year, but um, they could yeah, realistically finish anywhere from third to 15th. It just depends on um, who they can keep fit and how they go. Just on Seabold, I think obviously he did a fantastic job at um, South Sydney when he was there. Obviously, we saw what happened at Brisbane, but I'm pretty sure that was had nothing to do with him as a coach. I'm pretty sure that was background rubbish that went on within the club and within you know a group of players that wanted him out. And mate, you know, what that, I got told—that's what happens. What I got told from the moment he walked in the door, he got told. We expect nothing less than a premiership. So if you go into a, a brand new job <laughs> yeah, and right. the boss puts your all the pressure on you, you're going to take ownership and not try to rely on anyone to yeah. do the job. If that, if that's the type of yeah, pressure you'll yeah. be on, yeah. And he's obviously gone out of his way to make sure he's got good people around him. Um, in Jim Dimmick and um, and uh, the Thank shark you. sharks coach there. So um, the old yeah, sharks Fano. coach Fino. And, so, um, and and he's kept on uh, Steve Hales as well. Okay. And that, so and he's a pretty good uh, 
coach as well. Um, good relationship. I've met with the players that are already there. I think he's they quite yeah, like him. He's going to have to find one or two really big, strong players. I've, but I've expected Paseca to stand up for the last two or three years, yeah, and he, he quite hasn't hasn't quite reached the heights that I've expected of him. But if he can get there and be one of their lead men in the forwards, and you chuck in a couple of kids around him. They could they could be anything, but yeah, they to me they're the biggest question mark of the competition, mainly side. Well, if things go the way they have the past seven odd years or whatever, they'll make the eight next year and nearly win the comp, and then in twenty twenty four they'll miss the top eight. Um, yeah, but man, obviously the big question marks around Tom Trevojevic. They have put a lot of stock into him, and he is by far and away their best player. What I do like though is that they've re- been able to re-sign. Ruben Garrick till 2027 because at least now they know they have someone who can shift into fullback and at least be a safe fullback if Tommy goes down injured. But a, a big question mark is their forward pack. I mean, but again, they're, Ola, they're committing Ola, big, big bickies to now four or five players still. Yeah. And like it's it's you're not signing Garrick to cover enough. a bloke that's only 20. Like Tommy's only 24 or 25. Yeah, like mm. it's yeah. The, I guess the only downside is to Garrick is that if he keeps having to move into fullback, he might um, demand a bit of an upgrade. But that not want to be that, a fullback. But that <laughs> might not be that might not be too big an issue because if Tommy gets a few more injuries, he might end up as an assistant coach because let's be honest, how many, <laughs> how long can it go on for? And the, the big thing is their forward pack because Olakwatu was. <sighs> Probably at his best, their best forward, but again, inconsistent. Jake Trevojevic was putting the effort in, making 50, 60 tackles a game, but in attack, it wasn't always there. The the last time, last team I put in my speculative Nanai thing was Manly, just because they need a forward, any forward at all. Um, I don't know whether they could afford him or not, paying three players near a million dollars. But anyway, I, I just think... Very interesting. If, if, if you had to, this year. yeah. Well, a bold, they... bold predictions that he'll go halfway through the year, but mm. I, I, I can't really tip them to make the eight. I, I, I'd say a, a wild card in the in the same realm as the Dragons for me. I think maybe a ninth or a tenth, but they could drop right down to the to the bottom four. I think. Let's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very interesting year because they could they could be anywhere from three to sixteen. And have half the club leave halfway through. Who knows? So that's the most interesting one of the year. I want to tick off for you quickly. Roosters, uh, not a lot going on there. We know what we get there. Uh, one thing with the Roosters, um, they're going to have their own New South Wales Cup side. Yeah, right. Under their own banner. Yeah. So what, Norths are out in the rain? Um, yeah, you might as well say that. Like, yeah, they've still got that relationship with Norths, but, but it's very minimal. Yeah. And that Mad Lodge has been shifted back to train and trial for the moment. Oh, yeah, that's only because of the so CBA hasn't been confirmed. Yeah. But um, mm. big one, obviously, with the Roosters is the cheese and how they how they're going to structure their play around oh, yeah. uh, around um, Brandon Smith going into hooker yeah. there. So we'll talk about oh, that the, on the actual preview. Uh, and I think uh, George Burgess was offered a year at South. Is the only news out of South? Did he sign that, or is he? I don't think he's signed sure. anything. But no. And they reckon they're going to re-sign Latrell and Cody. So not a lot going in the South. Dolphins uh, signed Nathan Fien as, Nathan Fien as an assistant coach. Oliver Guildhart. And they're obviously still chasing uh, your testing news of the he's world. He's another one you could probably get him to go and play hooker for him. Nathan <laughs> Fien, yeah. <laughs> Nathan Guildhart with either uh, one. Uh, Nathan Fien, he could go and play some hooker for the Dolphins. Uh, 
They might need an extra number. They don't. <laughs> There's still a few short. Anything from any of those? Not really. Oh, Nathan Fien was a great commentator. Remember when he said "fuck on air" for Fox? <laughs> like, <laughs> what about the backflip try? That was him, wasn't it? Nathan. He fucking went up on the back of someone. And yeah. Well, no, the ball sorry, it, w- it wasn't Nathan Fien who said <laughs> "fuck on air." Who was it? Oh goddamn! It was Nathan someone. Anyway. You better yeah, apologise anyway. to Mr. Fane. Oh, I just said I made the mistake. That's enough. God damn it! Well, let's get the Titans. Mm. Well, in. They, yeah, they've, they've resigned JoJo for feeder. And I want uh, I want to talk about Aaron, see, my good friend Aaron. We've got to see some photos of the beautiful Sam Verrills in his <laughs> new jersey. <laughs> he's a, uh, he's a good. I didn't realise how good looking a, a so human he was until he put that jersey on. Yeah. So, what what does it all mean, Ollie? Where are you sitting in life? <sighs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll cover up. Cover off what I've got for Aaron Shop at first, of course. Go on to the Titans on an immediate mm. release from the Bulldogs. And uh, I probably made the most effort for this one because it's my team. I do absolutely. like the signing of Shop. Of yep, but I would like to see a, a bit more of an output from him in terms of try involvements, not necessarily scoring. He had nine try involvements in 19 games last year. I, I, for a centre, I'd like to see a little, little bit more, but... His biggest he positive under for a me, yeah, 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 I know Barrett and all that, yeah, and but well, if you bring up defensive centre, I don't think he necessarily fixes the Titans' defensive issues because he his defensive efficiency he's only one rate. Centre? Well, he's one centre, but also his <laughs> his we we bring up the Titans' backs all the time and how poor they were defensively. He was, and it's very close, worse than all of them played more games. For whatever that is, so I think it's mainly attack. My thing with him, um, I think is his strongest suit efficiency? is the yeah the tackle efficiency, and again played yeah, more games. Right. And I looked at the tackles, okay. and it, I, well, it's around the same as most of them. They're they're all at that sort of eighty percent. But with him, the thing I like is his output in terms of gaining yardage in attack as well. He, he pretty much puts it all fights for every meter that he he, he gets the ball with, which. I don't think you can say about all of them, but I think the thing that it comes down to, his output is, I think, going to come down to Kieran Foran. I think if he's able to give him good service and he's able to be on the back of a Kieran Foran play, I think it can be effective. It's just we'll, we'll wait and see whether they divide the field in half for him and Brimson or if Brimson's purely going to be that running X-factor half and Foran's going to control the... Well, controlling the team and attack across the field instead of just one side, which I think, he I has think to could, yeah, I think I think it's the way you go. But um, I think if Foreign stays, fi- uh, a lot of the Titans season next year, and I'll get into Foreign. I think a lot of it comes down to if him and Verrill stay fit. I do not think they're a top eight side, but I feel like whether they're a bottom four side or or a side that's sort of milling around your eleventh to twelfth, sort of bases on whether they're fit and they're able to give good service to players who it's then going to be up to them whether they they're actually able to to put in a good output because I don't think they have the excuse anymore of getting bad service or anything like that shop to me his biggest issue is his aggressiveness um he gives away penalties he gets in there and does stupid stuff he's always lipping off and carrying on (laughs) but we'll see how he goes in this team um Jojo Fafita for me is a big signing I think he's a center rather than a winger and I wouldn't be surprised to see him in in, in the centres by the end of the by the end of the season. And I think that actually probably strengthens if you've got Shop on one side and him on the other side. I think that actually helps them with their defence because they've been absolutely turnstiles. Gives you a bit of size in defence yeah. <laughs> there for the last couple of years, which you've mentioned time and time just again. Question, just question to ask you, Ollie. All right. So say Titans begin the season 
0 and 3, 0 and 4. Well, I'm used to that, so yeah. No. Um, how long do you give Holbrook? Well, not long. It's him Five or, or six weeks. It's him or O'Brien who goes first. And I think after a certain signing Newcastle had been able to make, I think it sort of saved him for a little bit. So if I had to tip it right now, although a foreign and a Verils could at least steady the ship for a bit, if you had to put your money on, I think Holbrook might be the first to go. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think Titans have still got issues around their halves. I think Foran comes in there and adds. I think they need to play him at seven. They can't play him at six. You've got AJ yeah, there. I think that's, 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 that's got to be a given by now. Like um, that. Whether he sees a season out, injuries, uh, and all the rest of it, and how you go with that. Um, and AJ has to play six. He's probably better off playing fullback, but you've got Campbell there who will come into fullback and. You can't play Campbell at six. <laughs> if, if you had a real, so if you had a well, real, you stroke, might be able to. If you had like a, if you had a Manu style centre, you could paper that crack a bit better. Or but Manu not, style six. Well, exactly. But you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have. You've almost got your two fullbacks. You need someone else, a bigger body there, and Obviously you don't really have a lock, yeah, do you? Like, the same with every team in the comp. Their forwards are going to have a big, big well, like a ball playing lock. Their forwards are going to have a big impact on how they go throughout the year. I think but, Tino needs to step up. Step up. No, he needs to step up even more, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he was horrible last season. He was the worst player. So instead of carrying eight of them, he needs to carry all fucking <laughs> oh, no, I, I, just, I, I just think, all right, like, like, yeah, he might have, as an individual, played all right. But you're the captain, mate. He's not inspiring the trips. I, I don't know what he can do. I, I, no, I, I disagree with Trevor. I don't know what he can do. Games, yeah, mate, he he just, how many times did you watch last year? No, he, he, he can't go into the ocean and pull the other 12 <laughs> of them out while they're supposed to be at training. Like, I, although yeah. he probably could. He probably could, actually. He needs to resurface the city of Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> Rope over his shoulder. I don't know. He's, he was pretty good last year. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. mate. He was one of the best running around, I he, thought. But anyway. <laughs> you could maybe push him back to lock and... Have him hold down. He'd probably have a better, better impact at lock, realistically. But yeah, and they got to give early border for feeder. Yeah, I, I do agree. Actually, I do agree. During the back end, like it made no sense there they how they used much. him. I don't. Because every time, because every time he got the ball, he had to create his own stuff. Yeah, there was baffling stuff where he just didn't get the ball to him. There, right. there was, especially through the back, almost half of the year. It was. It was there's anyway. baffling times where he spent 75 minutes doing sweet fuck all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, being decoyed. Game after yeah. game. Yeah. But, but also, being Barney, you, you were probably the, the yeah. first one during the year last season to actually um, state that he probably does need to get a bit more a bit more ball going out his way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, they know, they it, need it, to yeah, set yeah. up plays for him and then give him an opportunity to break the line, and, or even just one-on-one. Even two-on-one, he's probably going to carry two blokes over the line if you give him two-on-one, yeah. 10 metres out. But there also needs to be a point in time where he fucking puts his head down and goes, fuck it, I'm going to make 30 tackles. Yeah. I'm going to have three runs through the middle. and just Which he did towards the back end of the year, I'll give him credit. The, the Probably the last six games of last year, he was fantastic. He was making his 30 tackles every game and doing 10 and 12 hit-ups, which is what he's... That's still only half his fucking paycheck, but... <laughs> yeah, but look, look how many times they decoyed him, though. Yeah. Mate, like, like, I remember there was times that I was counting how many times he was getting decoyed a game and when they should have given him the ball. Like there was yeah, and when like, he finally did get it, it was in a nothing position. Yeah, in he, nothing position or, help, or yeah. he had to create something himself and yeah. when he did that, he scored. <laughs> First 10 fucking rounds last year, he should have just sat on the bench for 80 minutes because he did fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't interested. He didn't even try yeah. to get involved. 
but... Big, big optimism there. We can only hope he plays for a contract. These last two are tied together, so we'll start. Where do you want to start? Knights or Tigers? Well, I have a fair few dot points on this. Hastings. Fuck, we've still got an hour to go. We're going to talk about the Tigers for an hour. (laughs) Well, it's been the weather most, so we should have opened with it. But all right, we may as well start the Tigers. They're sort of intertwined, so very well, quickly. Barney needs a break. I need a pick. Yeah, these two are tied together. So, well, what's going on, hasn't it? The Tigers <sighs> have released Jackson Hastings to go to Newcastle on a, is a three-year deal, five-year deal, three-year deal, uh, and got David Clemmer back in return. They've also released, uh, obviously, Fanua Brown, uh, Faye Brown, I keep doing that, and uh, who else? Peachy's gone. They've got Stangs in. We've got uh, the mail is John Bateman's put his house on the market and will be next next to come in, and they're still chasing. They've let go Musgrove, Little. They've cleared the decks. They've cleared the decks. Uh, they've upgraded Matamur today, who apparently is a gun, um, and Polo over the off season. And lots gone on. Luke Brooks is still there. <laughs> ah, what do you make of it all, boys? Simple. Um, the only reason why Brooks didn't go to Newcastle or anywhere else in the NRL. No one wants to pay the other half of his wage. Yeah. Simple as that. End of day, Jackson Hastings was a victim of Luke Brooks being paid overs. Yeah. Hard to argue. Well, you don't, I, you don't have their say. I, I've, 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 I've got a little bit here why this is a dumb decision by the Tigers. <laughs> and afterwards, if anyone wants to correct yeah, me or anything. Well, first of all, um, the Tigers are going to be a wooden spoon contender, you'd think, at least going into 2023. Obviously, you'd hope they overperform a bit, but so are Newcastle. Just quickly, because we're going to finish on Tigers. So just quickly, let's just flip to the Knights. Obviously, they get Hastings. Ponga wants to play in the halves, which is a bit weird given he's just re-signed and he's on all the monies when you just play where you're told. Um, They haven't really signed anyone else. Uh, They got Gamble. And they've got Tyson Gamble. So at the moment, it's going to be Hastings Gamble. You've got Jack Heathering is starting and Adam so, Elliott going there. Adam Elliott. Yeah. And I, think, I think Hastings is massive for him because what, what Hastings gives them is a player that's going to touch a ball 100 times a game. A halfback? He's probably going to end a halfback, which they haven't had for a while. Yeah, because they lost um, But um, a controlling he's, halfback, he's going he's gonna to nah, take... the other player. He's going to take all the ownership. Yeah, that would terrible. He's going to take all the ownership of this team. And Ponga can just chime in when he needs to and look like a, a million bucks. And I think it's a fantastic signing for him. I mean, you can do that at fullback. I don't understand why they're moving no, him will. out of fullback. No, I, I think he'll start there because I think they're hoping to get Garrick. But I think I would start. I'd I'd start Gamble and I'd start Hastings. Yeah, so yeah, would I. And big body, uh, uh, a tough trier, which is what they need. They need some mongrel. You got two mongrels in the halves now. Uh, I think it's got. Part of, I think it's got Joey excited because he can work with two. Mongrels, ironically, well, both. He, he's Tigers been talking past. about Hastings apparently on Channel Nine for a while now. Well, so he just, he's just—he's a game controller. He's been talking about Jackson Hastings when Jackson Hastings sat on his lap as a four-year-old, yeah, and that's the story that's come out. So <laughs> he's now going to get to work with him. Uh, whether this was the play or long, who knows? But I think it's great for Newcastle. I think it's their best hope if it gets Andrew Johns involved. Look, do I think they're going to make that? In? No, but I think they're going to no. be better than they would have been without him. And Ponga will be a better play for not having to. We know what Ponga brings outside, and, and there'll be games he'll put on three try assists and two tries and look like a freak, but it'll be on the back of the the platform laid by Jackson Hastings. Uh, Adam Elliott's hard, hard worker, going to add a lot to that team. Same as Hetherington, if he can stay on the field. 
I think I think they're on the upswing. I think you know you've got to give them credit. I, I quite they've, like they've him. done well. Yeah, yeah. And Dave, if it wasn't for his discipline, I, I could see him as a future Origin player. I actually had that in the bowl prediction show the start of last year that he would be. But yeah, any else on Newcastle? Oh well, the Saifidi brothers need to stand up. Um, they had a, a below standard year last year. Um, Especially Daniel. Um, Jacob was quite good and obviously forced his way into the New South Wales squad there at the back end. Game three, I think it was. But um, they, if they can get their forwards going forward, that, that's a decent spine. Mm. You've got Braley, Gamble, Hastings and Ponga. Yeah, that is a team that can win at least half their games and will be pushing in and around the bottom of the eight, I would imagine, at the back end of next year as long as you're keeping your spine basically fit. Um, I think Frizzell's still up there. Yes, for now um, he's, it looks like, it looks like he, I guess he'll stay by now. Yeah. Got um, still got Gay Guy there. Sewer, Gay Guy. Um, you got Dom, Dom Young, Young on back. the wing. Um, you lose Edric. They're a Who team that Mate, can, I've heard Dom Young's not happy there. Yeah, he's probably not. Who? I've heard Dom Young's not happy at Newcastle. Yeah, if if um, Hastings gives him two bombs every week that he can score tries off, he might be a little bit happier. <laughs> but um, I can see them being a, a thorn in a lot of teams' sides. I can mm. see them knocking over some of the big teams and, um, you know, they possibly lose against teams that you probably wouldn't think that they'd lose you against. Know, you know, Hastings, is, he's that, he, he gets back to, which they haven't had for 10 years, that old-school Newcastle mentality. He's a fighter. He's someone mm. you want to be in the trenches. Uh, and he's going to you're going to have to beat him. You're going to have to beat them. And if he can bring that to the team, I think they're going to be there and thereabouts for a lot of the games during the year. But it's going to come back down to the the forward pack, and it's going to a lot of it's going to rely heavily on the Saifidi brothers on how well they go, pending injury and all the rest of it during next year. There's not a great deal of depth in their forward pack outside of those guys that they do have starting. So. There may be some games that they lose just on the back of their rotation with the forwards, uh, but I think they're going to be a lot better than what they were this year. Yeah, I agree. Given so I, I the had signings that they've brought in, for yeah, I had them for wooden spoon, very close to wooden spoon. I'll revisit that now. But um, with the four or five blokes that they've added to this squad, I can only see it being a um, an advantage for them. So. <sighs> well, we're back to where we <laughs> Jack, started. Old oh. Jackson Hastings. Um, well, I, I think this is a big. A big gaff by the Tigers, believe it or not, because, uh, again, my first point is both teams, in some sense, are contending for the wooden spoon next year and Newcastle needed a half. The Tigers have given one of their fellow wooden spoon contenders exactly the thing that they needed. Um, if he'd gone to a Melbourne Storm, which I don't know why I would have to, to play backup or whatever, it wouldn't have mattered so much. But they've literally gone to, to a team that they're going to probably be competing against towards the bottom of the ladder. <sighs> Uh, you, you bring up Luke Brooks, right, and how teams weren't willing to pay for him. And again, I know, I know it's not confirmed either way, but there have been heavy reports for the past two years that Newcastle were going to be willing to pay something for Luke Brooks. Um, so if that was the half. case... They the, weren't going to pay half. Even if they don't pay half, I think... Mate, they're they're it, willing to pay gotten, 25%. It has gotten to the point with Luke Brooks where... Most Tigers fans have wanted him released for so long and it's been so many inconsistent performances. And for Brooks, he probably would have been better off going somewhere else that the Tigers, and especially because it's only one year, the Tigers probably could afford to well, not I, pay I 900k, feel, well, but a bit like less. I sit in their heels to, this year and go, well, we're well, going to cop it. Well, back to so square one we've and we've got a bucks go. next year. Yeah, so. well, if you lose I a suppose, player plus 600 grand, you're losing but, two players in uh, that uh, trade. 
That's that's what it yeah. boils down to. But, but uh, you're uh, losing uh, two top quality or one top quality half with 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 the six hundred grand. And a day, and a day, a deal, like you know, it was a swap. So you, you know, Tigers needed a forward. They did need a forward. Yeah. Newcastle needed a half. So the swap was a fair swap. I, I, it, like I understand where you come from about Brooks, and everyone knows. But like you know, yeah, it was. Like a dumb move, but at the same time, as I said earlier, uh, Brooks isn't even my my main point here. They, I think they needed to keep hold of Hastings because you look at at least the first two games they won. But I believe he was their standout who, performer and won those games fair, for them. But who's a fair swap for the front row? Well, you might as well not get Clemmer if you're not going to have a halfback that's no, able to get him good I, ball I, because Clemmer's going to have to put I, put in not, extra work next year. People, yes, because, I, as like, you know, you've sat and listened to me yeah. every week about Jackson Hastings. I was not distraught about it, and I'll tell you why. We fucking won three games last year. I, so I understand, it's but not I feel like, like you're it's losing it, Andrew Johns. But it, but also, what we've picked up is what we needed. And, and what 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 gives me hope? I, actually, there's a reason they have not made any negotiations. Well, with Brooks. you want to finish with Newcastle not, first? Or? Oh yeah, anything else from? Newcastle? <laughs> well, I thought we said that piece, but <laughs> look, I I just think as well he he didn't get enough of a chance to actually build a chemistry with Dewey. Something that uh, at least in 2021. We were getting excited about and talking about the, the possibility of that combination. I don't think they were given nearly enough time for injury and suspension to actually build that partnership. Hastings actually had Brooks playing good because Brooks didn't have that pressure on him and, and actually looked a lot better at some points as well, I think. So it, it's just the main thing for me is getting rid of Hastings. I, I, I just think as well, they've got Papali'i coming in. They've got Appy coming in as well. They've got players there. They have. They have promising. I'm getting rid. I'm getting rid of my whole Hastings things first because they have Fords there, promising young Fords like your Polos, like Joe Offangali had a great season last year. Yuto Kamani as well, who who can sort of build there. I feel like at least the way I see it, it's more important right now for the Tigers to actually have a half to to give good ball to these Fords and to give a bit of direction and maybe well, Adam happy. Adam maybe Adam Dewey but he's not a half he, he's a hooker you, no, you, but he's the one who's you get got the ball the to the half he's but the, so are you just going to cut out the halves and just have Appy getting the ball to the run forwards? the forwards yeah absolutely so you just cut out the halves I, I I don't see how you can do that at least consistently but who knows maybe Dewey has a, has a blinder maybe Brooks playing for a contract as a really good season or something it's just at the base level of it you look at how Hastings played last year how Brooks played. You look at how the Tigers played as well and sort of what they needed. And 24 months ago and, and beyond that, they needed a half and people were crying out for a half and they got a half. And now they've let him go, as I said, to a fellow wooden spoon contender. So, I don't know. But so you got anything for Newcastle, Daggy? No. No, so but not beyond it. Sir, if you're going to look at the, like, look at just about every club in the competition, the, the halfbacks don't control the forwards. At most, it's a drop drop one back inside or maybe put a second rower over or off a short ball. It's your hooker. It's Api Corusau is going to control the forwards for the Tigers. He's going to have them running onto the balls, whether it's uh, the he's going to hit the lead man or the man that's running the the, the second line in, in and behind, 45 in or out. So the forward structure is not going to suffer from Hastings not being there. The, the thing that they will suffer from is the kicking game because Luke Brooks' kicking game is average at best. Um, he spends half his time kicking them out in the full or over the dead ball line. And Dewey hasn't proven himself as a kicker whatsoever. So that's a big part of Hastings going. And um, realistically, Hastings, while a decent ball player, 
you weren't seeing him putting blokes over for tries left, right, and center. You know, like he was doing all the hard stuff in the middle, doing that graft. He getting, didn't score a single try himself, players, which is that's right in, the, in and on and around yeah. the ball. But that realistically can be substituted by someone, even if you know you may you may find sometimes Appy decides he's not going into hooker and they bring in a substitute hooker and Appy starts playing a bit of half. But um, yeah. To the lose, realistically, the whole Brooks play was they have to lose two players to get rid of Brooks. They need to lose 600K plus a player. So they're losing two players, whereas a straight swap for Clemmer, which they absolutely need, a big front rower who's going to teach you poles and Offengauer, you shouldn't need teaching by now. But the young fellas, how to get in there, how to do what needs to be done in the middle of the field. I can't see that being a bad thing for the Tigers. I thought he was fantastic at Newcastle last year. I thought he's probably close to their best player when he was on the field for the majority of the year. And he can only bring an advantage. I think he'll be, you know, Tamau's gone. I think he's going to be a much better player than what Tamau was in the same position for the Tigers next year. One last tidbit I'll just say about Hastings, I think, as well. And I think we spoke about it on the show last season. When he was playing as well in attack, the Tigers' shape looked a lot better and they, they sort of looked like they were playing to a, a bit more of a structure, which can Appy do that from hooker? I, I'm, I'm just sceptical yeah, right can, now. because he did it at Penrith. Back-to-back the, premiers. There's also a bloke called Nathan Cleary, but anyway. Yeah, but he, um, got, he got to go forward. And there's a, yeah. But and I do agree. Yeah, I will say will Clem a great signing, need obviously. to find somebody as a 13 that's going to add something to Brooks and Dewey on because... They're very one-dimensional, both players. Dewey's a run-first, run, run first, kick high player and Brooks is a realistically a run-first, run short, grubber-kick sort of player. So they're going to need to find someone who's so, going to kick long and they're going to need someone who can play short. To I, ju- I, I just want to go back to that Appy Coruscant comment. So I was at Blacktown Manly when Appy was last there. Yep. Right? Manly top eight. Him doing what he had to do out of the dummy half. Yeah. He left Manly. Manly done not much since. Yeah. Right. He was the one who jumping out of nine, doing the go forward with the forwards. Goes to Penrith. And I remember saying it. Him going to Penrith, we're going to help him become premiership contenders. I'm not saying he's going to turn the Tigers into a premiership winning team, but he'll get those forwards going forward uh, for what the Tigers need. And having Clemmer working off him, it's going to be really good. So this is a team, and this is my thing. This is a team that finished last. So the NRA is up. They've gone and <laughs> no, they they're actually for the fir- first time in a long time they can actually go. They down. don't finish last this year. Turn out. What they've gone out and done is yes. All right. Hastings has his heart set on being a seven. Cool. No worries. Cool. Off you go. What I like about this is Tim Sheens has come in and he's made immediate change. His goal is twenty twenty five. So he's come and built this Ford pack that's going to be there in 2025. They've got a red-hot junior team. that He said they've got the best um, junior halves in the comp. We don't know who they are yet, whatever. They're also about throwing me bucks at Mitch Moses or Dylan Brown. I would be very surprised if, uh, to be honest with you, I, I would think Dewey and Brooks would both be gone in a year's time and that might be the way they're headed. Um, from all reports, Dane Laurie's training in halfback in pre-season. Halfback? In halfback. Okay. Okay. Um, with stains at fullback, so as a as a backup half, but doing the what he has to do. Mm-hmm. But they've now built a forward pack, which has like we've talked about how good Appy is. The team, this is a team that leaked points through the middle. They now have they're going to Alex Twal back. They're going to have Appy in the middle. 
They're going to have Clemmer in the middle. Doesn't miss many tackles. Uh, yeah. And they're going to have uh, Joffa in the middle. You hopefully throw Bateman on an edge, you throw Papali on an edge. Uh, and then you're also getting back, hopefully, Bloor and Otukamanu. Yep. So that's a rep forward pack almost. What is it? It's, a, it's an international forward pack. Yep. Uh, they've all played rep 40. Um, so you build your base from the foundation and you work back. You say, right, we've got that. They've added pace. Not only that, they've added pace out wide. So, yes, you get you get you you also get Talao back. Um, you've got Naden there now, Staines there now. So um, you get yeah, to, uh, and you get Stafford back, who was one of the best tackle breakers in the game at the back end, and hopefully no for back, hopefully not, who knows? Um, <laughs> so the, the, so there's only jigsaw left piece left is seven and six really, and one you could argue and that one. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to back your junior system, no one knew who Jerome Lowe was five years ago, but in 2026 they might have a star. We don't know. Um, so I, I like the change. I understand the change. It's it's disappointing. It's I would, of course, would have kept Jason Hastings. But what is also interesting is you go from having two of the, you potentially have Hastings. If you say you have Laurie in the halves and you have um, Brooks in the halves, just for argument's sake, you go from two slugs in the halves to two very quick halves um, with stains. It's it's a different dynamic. Like well, just who, who even with that out. four pack that you just mentioned, but it's going to get you in the arm wrestle for. That's right. A lot and, of and, games. And, and those names I just mentioned, Barn, as well, interestingly. So let's say Clemmer, Pappy, Appy, let's say Joffa, Twile, Bateman. Yeah. What have they got in common? Mongols. When you Pretty go and pick your super coach team, that would be in the top five their of their position. Yeah. They will work. They, they, they are all Great 78. They're 70. They're, if you had Bateman, like obviously Bateman's not there yet. Sky, but if you but had Bateman on the there, table. that is, he has X Factor, mm. like unbelievable X Factor. And it sounds like, and, and so he will fill a lot. Yeah, on an edge. But the, like, it's almost Moneyball. I didn't realize it until I actually wrote them all down. I went, hang on, they're all they'll all be if we had a Supercoach draft, he'll be clamoring for every single one of them. What's a Kamanu? Twelve months ago, was on the edge of the New South Wales team. Yeah, Sean Bloor's had raps. Forever, like yeah. I know he's been injured for three years, but like yeah. if the bloke still gets young, on the field for bloke gets on yeah. the field for fifteen games, so, could be anything. Uh, like, yeah, I, I am, and I think not unrealistically optimistic. I don't think we're going to make. I'm not going to sit here and say we'll finish seventh, but I'm optimistic. My bold <laughs> and I think we can own. I think we can own a lot of teams, and especially in the forwards. And Appy, we saw through Origin last year. Appy carried Penrith, scored Came tries, set up tries. Yeah. When oh. Falls and um, O'Sullivan were there, Appy was the one doing all the work. Not saying that's how necessary be because they'll practice around it. But if you can set up a structure where Brooks is trying to just hit holes and he's, he's probably the fastest halfback in the game in his defence. I, 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 like I said, I don't expect him to be here. I think they'll throw money at a Williams or a Moses. But for a year, if, we're gonna, if I get to see Tigers win eight games, I'll be happy. So I, 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 it's upside and I think they've done – Sheen's done a great job. He said he's going to make – the biggest thing for me is if he's come in and being – Bluff and bluster, and nothing changed. Well, you sit there and go, I now get to say we've just made eight signings in the last six yeah, weeks. Well, realistically, if you lo- if you lost Brooks, you wouldn't have got Clemmer, and you would have had to fill a spot with a junior. Yeah. So now you've got a, a, a premier front, to. a top top five or six front row, and um, you've got the best second row in the game in Barney's estimation for all of the year. Properly, and yeah. a lot of us said we got the best hooker in the game. So it can't it, it, we can't finish seventeenth. 
We should burn this pub to the ground. At this point in time, especially with Newcastle's new acquisition number, I think it'll be the Warriors. So we I don't think that. No, we haven't. Well, I guess that goes to show what we think of that. But just on Clemmer, at least, yeah, great signing for the Tigers. I think at least him, if he can maintain his form from last season, Joffa can maintain his form from last season. It at least sets that foundation where they can't get any worse because the Tigers usually do, as you've seen, they usually have a four, at least a forward each week, putting in an amazing effort yeah. and being their best player. That that's not going to change, but if both of them can sort of lay that foundation, that's when an Appy or a, a Papali with that bit of, bit of X factor or a, a Dewey in the halves or or even Laurie, where no matter where he's played, can maybe. Uh, build upon that and, and make them at least, and again, it's not top eight or anything, not not necessarily anything near, but make them a better team. Yeah. I've said before, I think I think Luke Brooks would be a fantastic 14. But the, Luke Brooks isn't actually a bad rugby league player. No, but it's I think just he's far, like, he can tackle his fast. I would play him yeah. 14, have him come on and be... He's not a bad Dil- footy player. I would have him be Dylan Walker. We can't leave the Warriors out. We have no. to have... Yeah, some. we're going to the Warriors. <laughs> it's something about the Warriors. They, got, they sign Andrew yeah. Webster as coach. They have? Yeah, they have. And that, um, he's a pretty good coach, you know. Like, um, I'm really happy to see him to be coaching first grade. Um, they signed... Notable mentions. We've got Mitch Barnett coming to the club. Jackson Ford. Tia Maria Martin. Luke Metcalf. Charles Nichols Clockstad. Murata Niakora. Dylan Walker. And Braden Williami. They've lost Ewan Aitken. Asi... Alicia Katoa, Matthew Lodge, or that happened last year, and Cody Nikarima. And Chanel's gone. Uh, Chanel's retired. With uh, with all due respect to the Warriors, that now that Newcastle have gotten themselves a halfback, I'm probably going to say 17. I think all these all those buys are very astute buys. I think they're going to do. I think they, Nia they, probably they've done the, well. The, yeah, they they've done what uh, they can, but yeah. but the more I think about this, the more I think Dragons are. Going to be close to wooden spoons. Yeah, me too. I think um, Metcalf will obviously play a role when um, <laughs> when Sean decides that he gets injured for half the decides. season. Yeah. I like the way you worded that. <laughs> decides that he gets injured. I think Charles Nickel Clockstad's re- a really good pickup for them. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays fullback for him for the most of the year. I think he will. He will now. Yeah, uh, yeah Corre and Mitch Barnett adds a bit of starch to their forward yep. pack, and Dylan Walker is X Factor fourteen. Mate, you know, just I think they will be better than what they were last year. Well, I think actually and this is the closest comp. Be, yeah, absolutely. This is the closest comp we've had for. A long time for ten years. Good thing about it, though, like you know, Andrew Webster and the Warriors haven't been spoken about for any media. I think I'd, li- I think I'd like that, wouldn't it? So they're they're, mm. they're just gone under the radar. Yeah, no, no pressure, no nothing on them. Just go out and do what they have to do. Yeah. Well, Barnett gives them a bit of that mongrel in oh, their forward does. pack, which they've been missing. Um, there, there's a couple of X Factor players there in Metcalf, and I think Charles will have a really good year, to be honest. Um, Given he's gone back home where he wants to be, and he's going to be given a good crack at fullback, I think he'll um, actually be quite to, to use the, beneficial um, for the Warriors. So. To use the the super coach sort of spectrum, like a forward pack with Fenua Blake, Torhu, Barnett, uh, Nia Kore, um Jack Murchie, Murchie, et cetera, et cetera, is Wade Egan. It's not yeah. offensive. It's, no, it's, it's going to be not. in the battle. I think another team that'll probably be in the arm wrestle for half of the season and 
there'll be times they get wiped off the park, but yeah, I yeah. think they'll be much more competitive than what they were this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but as will every team, like I said, except except I think the Dragons. <laughs> have, yeah, but like you know, you're raising people from last up. So many, you know, we're not saying anything's going to turn around and cure cancer on a regular <laughs> field, but it's. Um, it's an interesting, interesting comp. We spent two hours talking about it, Simon. Hope you've enjoyed it. <laughs> Anything else you want to finish on, Royce? No, thanks uh, to the Grey Gums. Yeah, thanks Absolutely. to the Gums. And uh, we'll be back. I believe we're going to try and have a crack at a Christmas party at some point. That'll be interesting. And then uh, we've got Supercoach points coming out in January where Barn and myself and a couple others will get together and analyse all of that. And we'll have our world-famous four-hour season preview coming <laughs> uh, sometime before the trials. So that's all to look ahead to. Uh, but other than that, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, thank you, boys. Uh, got you. a few things off our chest. I don't know if it, we've solved anything, but no. we'll do it all again soon, eh? Um, subscribe on all the socials. Follow us all on um, TikTok and everything else, YouTube and everything else stuff is found, as they say, rugbyleaguemerch.com. And we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.